We've all been waiting for this is this is a delicious festival of a plate like Thanksgiving man. We're finally getting it. It's football. It's time to ride. It's time to separate the winners from the losers. And oh boy, I'm really glad to leave week three in the dust because damn it, that was everybody's worst week in America. So you know, with, with all that being said, Jared, I'm happy to be back. How do you feel about this? I feel good, man. Yeah, I, I I think last week, even with getting some lines on there, it still was kind of like, eh, not a whole lot to get excited to watch. So, uh, yeah, you take that into account. And then, obviously, I think we're finally getting into the meat and potatoes of the season. We're kind of – these first few weeks, it's just like – and we'll talk about it. There's a few games where it's like some, some teams have played some teams, but like, like Ohio State, for example, they haven't played anyone. I don't even know what to do with them. So we're, we'll get into it, but – I'm excited to actually see real games against real opponents that you can actually kind of maybe do some apples to apples comparison because this FCS versus FCS, it's just, I'm over it. I, I've had enough. It's like preseason. Let's, let's move on. I, I agree with you. I, and there, there are a handful of the, Michigan's like one big one for me where it's just like, who are you? What, who, who are you? I need, I need to start, let, let's start with some of these guys. It's like, all right, you've played enough cupcakes. I'm, I'm good. We're done. And then there's some others who they, they kind of got popped in the mouth early, and now they get to kind of try to find their footing back in, and it's like, hey, can you can you stand up and go for a couple more rounds, or you're you're one away from it hitting the right part of your chin, and you're just absolute knocked down like a house of cards. So I, I, I'm excited. Um, I know, especially after last week, I got a couple of... I told you so is coming your way, so I'll let you uh, I'll let you take the floor. I know I was getting crap and flack for it all weekend. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I was I was wildly off on some of these, so uh, give it to me. Give me my punishment. All right, uh, I, I, won't, I won't lay it too on too thick. Maybe I will. We'll see. Uh, week no, three, buddy, you um, need to take what's rightfully yours. <laughs> week three, I, don't worry, I'll get to it. Week three. <laughs> Uh, we go three and three. Uh, I feel like that's some poetic justice there. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, we're thirteen and nine on the season, uh, so we still got four, four games over five hundred. Not going to complain about that. We're we're, no. we're we're riding and grinding. I you know I'm I'm happy with it. Uh, we had a few no takes in here. We'll we'll get onto some of those, but you know let's start with Kansas State, Missouri. Uh, mm-hmm. Kansas State travels to Missouri. Um, ends up this game was kind of wild. K State K State probably should have. One and covered. They had the four and a half. We had them uh, covering by four and a half and couldn't couldn't quite pull that off. Didn't even get the win. Um, but they kind of just crumbled at the end. I don't know how much how much of that game you, you watched, but the end was crazy. Did you see that? I yeah, I did actually. So um, you know what? Let's get to it. I uh, I say K State. The only way they were losing this is if they went out and partied in Columbia the night before. <laughs> and maybe they did. And I think they did. I think they did. Like they, <laughs> it's just. This is tough. Luther Burden is nothing to mess with, dude. That guy was nuts. What the hell got into Brady Cook? Uh, where did that come from? Because he's been ass his entire career. And then that game, he just, oh, nope, I guess I guess I'm Chase Daniel now, baby. Like, oh, my God. But, yeah, to, to I mean, I thought at the towards the end there, I was like, all right, here we go. Here's K-State. Like, they're going to start peeling away. They're pulling away. And they just could not slam the door, and they paid dearly for it. But, oh, Kick a brotherhood. Let's go. 60 yards for the win for the big boy, Mavis. I was loving that. That was cool. But Yeah, 61. That was crazy because, well, it was it was 61. It was the SEC 
record. That's the longest kick ever made in the SEC ever. So he just made, it, and it was like comfortable. It was like it wasn't like one of those like squeaker got through. It was like a good two or three yards. Absolutely, <laughs> probably cannon, good from man. sixty right down the middle. It's crazy. But you know what's crazy about this? So <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but Missouri they 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 spiked the ball with like three or four seconds left, or however much is left, and they. For some reason, thought that they like had a TV, like a timeout during that period. So it was like obviously you only get forty seconds okay. once you spike it. They just went to the sideline and just huddled up and talked to their coach like they had a timeout. And so they're just sitting there, and then they're like, "Oh, there's no time left," and they get a delay of game. So it goes from fifty-six yards to sixty-one. Which if he didn't make this kick and it was short by a yard, that would have been absolutely embarrassing on the coaching staff. But. <laughs> He saves them. He saves the day. He doesn't just save it and get the win. He saves the coaching staff because that would have been very hard to answer in a press conference to be like, oh, yeah, because if you spike it, obviously you don't have enough timeout. So it's like, I don't know how they had that blunder, but he makes the longest kick in SEC history. Maybe that's what they wanted. They wanted to show off his leg and let him set that record. But I know I was rooting for overtime there because that was the only chance of us covering, uh, getting like kind of a, a, a tie game that you end up covering on, on a lucky overtime, you know, maybe touchdown and end it there. But uh, that, that game we was the first one we took on the chin there, uh, took a loss there. So next we had a uh, Penn State at Illinois. Mm. We actually said uh, we actually said 18, which was, was a good amount of points. Uh, we only had to cover 14 and a half and then. They actually won by 17. So uh, luckily Vegas gave us those extra points. We only need a 15-point win. We covered. Uh, I I think everything here was like pretty chalk. Like is what we were expecting. Nothing crazy. 30-13. What, uh, your boy Luke Altmaier, which I, I'm just going to go out and say I called this early in the season, pregame mm. show. Yeah. My man can't play football. Four interceptions. That That's the reason why you covered right there. Just the four interceptions. He only had 163 yards. He was 15 for 28. Not good. Not good. I know Penn no. State is good. Luke Altmaier, not good. Illinois, you have problems. Their defense was holding them in the game for a little bit, though. I'll tell you that much. I was a little. I was. I was sweating out that bet for a little bit. I was like, oh no. Yeah, oh, I mean, no. if you look, if you look at the game total yards, it was three hundred eighty-three at Penn State to three hundred fifty-four. So it wasn't like shouldn't have been a seventeen-point game. No, it's, the, game. it's those turnovers. It's the turnovers, and you know, obviously, they couldn't run the ball at all. So it is what it is. Um, so we, we, we hit that one, uh, good to get us at one on one. Next game, we had a no take LSU at Mississippi State. Uh, we said 10. We just didn't know what to do with, uh, Daniels. I dominated. I mean, Daniel I, dominated. I, I honestly, I'll be honest, on my own personal, I hammered that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, I was just, mm, and yeah. woohoo! Boy, did that look good! I'll tell you what! Something else. I mean, Daniels was was actually he was literally perfect in the first half. He had one incompletion. It was it was actually the right call. He threw the ball away, and I mean, at that point, neighbors was looking disgusting, bro. He almost went for three hundred alone, and he he came out injured for a little while, and then came back in and was just like, I'm good. I don't. I'm gonna light you up anyway. So. yeah, LSU. That's what the LSU team that we thought we got get. So yeah. part of it is, I think Mississippi State is. Eh, I don't know what to do with them, but they're not good. Thing. They're not yeah, good. They're, yeah, yeah. That's that's part of it. Um, South Carolina at Georgia. Let's get into this one, <laughs> brother. I we called this cash Beamer Ball, baby Beamer Ball. You know what? And because of that, I think we for for good time's sake, we just need to we need to bring it up. We need to bring it up. You cannot hold this man down for long. Oh yeah. All he he thrives off the crap you give him. Whenever he hears the media come after his ass, he says, "Shut up. Let me tell you what's up. My dad, me, 
family name. This is House of Beamer. This is Beamer Ball. And we ball till we fall. 28 was way too much, man. Way too much. You kidding me? And I knew Rattler wasn't that bad. Rattler took a step up, man. He's starting to get his, his swagger back. He's looking a lot better. Um, but yeah, they came out the gates hard. Now, what sucked was like right after they did, Juice Wells goes down. Broken toe. And you're just like, okay, don't really know what to do with this. They didn't really let up. But you saw them pay dearly for that in the second half. And Georgia obviously woke the hell up and flexed their muscle. But, yeah, four touchdowns was nuts. That was that was a crazy line. Yeah. No, I'm proud of us here because, like, I, I will say, like, there were, so, there were so many analysts that were like, yeah, you know, Georgia's, they're finally, you know, they're going to, they're finally playing some opponent. They're, they're at home. They're just going to step on the gas and finally, like, kind of show why they, they're Georgia and why they have the recognition they have. And, like, all, and I was like, dude, I don't know, man. I, there, there's something else going on there and I don't know what it is. And yeah, I mean, they still won the game, but it, it was not an impressive showing. I mean, I, I think, I still don't think that highly of South Carolina, even though we're doing the, the whole Beamer bit, but like, I, I'm glad we stuck to our like our guns because I was honestly after we made our picks last week I was like getting very nervous over this game because everyone was like no nah, they're gonna come out and just stomp them they're gonna come out and stomp them like everyone every every analyst every like everything I heard was like oh they're gonna easily cover they're gonna easily cover this is free money easily cover and I just I just I don't know I was getting a little nervous but I was like we just stuck to our guns I'm proud of us on that and we didn't we didn't back down. I mean, granted, we were we were saying twenty three points. You actually called for an upset here, which was looking very much in the books. <laughs> which trust, trust me, in that first half, I went. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I might I might have been putting a montage together for you if we if that one came through. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll, I'll I'll be honest here. Just as a reminder to everybody, like th- this is not as crapping on Georgia. Like Georgia's good. They're number one. They've won the championship the past two years in a row. Like my thing is, is this is not a senior Georgia squad. They had to re- reload. So you're going to have reload-type issues, which is you got this kid at quarterback, Carson Beck, who, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is his first time leading his team in, in you know, situations like that. And obviously the dude answers, but, hey, it took, took him a little bit to wake up into that. I mean, defense gets popped in the mouth. Like, there's not a lot of senior dudes on that squad. Like, you got to sit here and, all right, how are we going to recuperate from this? Georgia's coaching staff is Georgia's coaching staff. They're going to make it happen. But I I, I I, firmly believed that something like this was going to occur, and it did. And look at that. We get the spread, which is exactly where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very much like a show-me kind of thing at this point. Like, yes, they, they show you the last few years, but, like, we've seen it. Like, teams just, like, they progressively just – I don't even think it's they get worse. They just get – it's almost like the motivation is not there to just like step on teams' necks anymore, and so it's just mm. it's almost like when once we get to a game that really we want to step on some necks and show the world who we are, then like okay, there we are. But it, it's hard it's hard to do that three years in a row, which is why it's like very rare to see back to back to back national. It's never I mean it hasn't happened since like the what the twenties nineteen twenties so a hundred years in the thirties yeah like yeah, yeah it's been it's been a long time it's been almost a hundred years and it was very that. different than when that was like when there was like six teams to go against and you know that's, yeah. so so yeah it, it, it's definitely definitely very challenging um Minnesota at North Carolina so this is one we took a no take but then you and I kind of did a little side wager because I was so high on North Carolina and you were very low on North Carolina uh, you had them only at four and a half point favorites uh, I was at twenty four I really wanted to talk you up but you said. No, we're not going to do it. Uh, refused to come up with me. Um, 
Boone, you, want, you, know, you remember the score here? Is the little thirty-one to thirteen for that ass? Yeah, one yeah. by eighteen. Covered yeah. the score by by two scores. Mm-hmm. Couldn't didn't want to come with me on that one. I, I would like a I would like a formal apology. <laughs> All right, I'll give it to you. But you know what? I don't apologize for wanting to ride with Minnesota because oh, I just I wanted it so bad for the guy. Your nickname is the Greek Rifle. Like, come on, dude, please. Don't waste, don't waste such a great nickname on being ass. Ugh. I wanted to, I think I wanted it more than the kid actually wants it. And that's where I, I admit it, guys. I'm sorry. Jared, Jared was thinking with his head. He was thinking with logistics. I'm over here thinking with my heart. And that's that's what I get for being the type of person I am. Um, but I don't apologize for wanting the Greek rifle to be a thing. I do apologize for letting it take over. In terms of uh, my logistical thinking, so yeah, you had me on that one. I, yeah. I, I got to eat my words, and uh, I'm forever slapping a ban on yeah. myself with Minnesota. I can't, I can't do it anymore. They, they've, they've crapped all over all my right. pick. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go ahead and come out and say I'm, I'm gonna slap you around a little bit here. Okay. Um, I deserve. We gotta, it. Get, we gotta get your emotions in check before week four. One hundred percent. So we're doing a little detox right now. Okay. Yeah. You, you literally laughed at me. For saying North Carolina by twenty, you laughed at me. You said that was preponderant, like just ridiculous. And then you said, "You quote, you talked me down. I'm not coming. You you cannot talk me down. I'm not coming off this Minnesota high, <laughs> my man. You admitted, you admitted you were lost in the sauce there. Just couldn't you couldn't see through the the the, the rifle haze. So yeah, I, I that's that's apology number one. Um, let, let's go to Tennessee UF. Uh, <laughs> This one we we kind of both took on the chin. We said Tennessee favored by eighteen, and uh, didn't didn't turn out that way. Um, they were six and a half point favorites. We took them uh, going away. Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't quite plan out here. We had a twenty nine to sixteen game. Um, I mean, I, I'll talk a little bit more uh, about this in our what do we learned segment. But essentially, Graham Mertz goes nineteen for twenty four for one hundred and sixty six yards, and all of a sudden Florida thinks they have a quarterback. So. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can touch on that a little bit more, but I'm not. I mean, I, I, I this is more about Tennessee than Florida, in my opinion. But we can touch more on that. Like I said, I, I'm no, sure I, you might have some comments. But I, I agree with that. A little teaser for our later segment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, t- Tennessee comes out in the second half looking a lot better. Uh, Florida has like five straight five and out or three and outs. Like they don't do anything in the second half, but they just had such a big lead and just basically ran clock. Um, besides the game. I want to talk about my my boy, our uh, our 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 four hundred and thirty two pound defensive tackle Desmond Watson, aka aka Chungus, <laughs> aka new nickname, aka the liability. <laughs> my man, my man only had twelve snaps in this game. So I think mm. I think I think Billy's listening to us. I think he's putting us on tape. He's, Billy he's, is listening to us, dude. This is the second this time is the in second a row. Second time he's done this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you because. Listen! Listen to this. They they finally took some snaps away from this guy after I called for it, calling him a liability. My man has zero stats. Can't find them anywhere on their website. Zero. After four games, after three games, no stats. He has no tackles, no QB sacks, no hurries, nothing. I mean, dude, I'm dialed in on UF right now. I'm, I called it. I said this man's a liability. He's fun for like internet memes, and that's about it. You know how AKA, we're rivals. You know how we're rivals is because we know this. <laughs> We've just been intently watching from the shadows. I mean, Chungus is hard to miss. Let's be honest. 
He's like, also, the, state, he's like the state fair pig. The blue also, ribbon. I still can't get over every time I see their defensive coordinator, Austin Armstrong, he literally looks like he's 13. Like, he hasn't hit puberty yet. He's just like a big 13-year-old. I like. I was confused. I'm still, like, confused. I'm like, is this who? Is, he's got his visor on. He's just like, he looks like a, kind of like one of those kids that's like his parents dressed up. One of the coaches' kids down from the stands. No, literally. I mean, he is 30, which is which is actually pretty impressive. Because he, oh, he's doing a decent job. I'm not going to get, you know. Oh, actually, I give him a ton of credit. I think he's 30. At the University of Florida as a coordinator. Yeah, that's yeah, nuts. Yeah, no. I mean, God, dude, he looks like I'm like I know I'm kind of joking about it, but he legitimately looks 13. He just looks like a big 13 year old. So I don't think he's ever had any like facial hair or anything. He's just I feel bad for the guy, but I mean, he's doing well. So stay young. Uh, King. Let's, let's move on. BYU at <laughs> stay young. BYU at Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas uh, minus eight and a half. Yeah, I got uh, I, I got to eat my crow on this one too. <laughs> I mean, Lord. So, yeah, it was a no-take. Uh, BYU ends up winning 38-31 to uh, at Arkansas. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to ask for another apology. It looks like you're already ready for it. Let's hear it. Yeah, no, that's uh, just I, – I really think – like, I don't know. Like, in some of these – I'm telling you, that's where week three, it's like you get your little sample size. Like, ooh, good one here, bad one here. Which one are you? Which one are you? And, like, I don't know. I, I wanted to believe in some of these guys to be like, eh, you're better than what I think you're advertised or, or whatever your, your last meal was. And some of them were not, and I, I took I took the roll of the dice at home, mind you. Half the the BYU team couldn't tell you where Arkansas was. I don't know if anybody saw that little clip, but like, damn man, they didn't need that kind of knowledge. I just I I don't know. Sam Pittman, yeah. brother, what are we doing? He's just got he's got those things yeah. thing, man. That's all he's got those going for him. And that's all I can say. Yeah, free the nipple. Yeah. So I said Arkansas should be should be. I I, I will say I, I wasn't like completely on BYU, but I did say Arkansas should be favored by one because they're at home. You took nine and a half, so you weren't that far off of Vegas. I'm not going to beat you up over that, but I, I'm just saying I, I think I was dialed in there on, on our on our Mormon brethren. Uh, you were, uh, 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 you know, out in the mountains. Uh, next was uh, also a no take. We had Pitt at West Virginia. We kind of said it was Pickham. West Virginia's favored by uh, one. Really, really is a Pickham in, in Vegas's eyes. It was a no take. Uh, but West Virginia walks away six to seventeen. Which, I mean, six points, Pittsburgh. What are we doing, my man? Oh, we're going to talk about it. Can I, I, I? This one may not be as bad, but can I get another apology? I mean, I, I, I was on, I was on West Virginia here. You were on Pitt three and a half. I mean, come on, man, bro. Come again, I, I thought like, all right, like I had Pitt as the dark horse. We're, all right, we're gonna touch on it later, but like I had Pitt as the dark horse, and you know, oh, okay, like good game one, not a great game two. Like get your back together, and game three, you showed me who you were. So, we're, trust me, we are going to talk about that. But yeah, you. Right, I'll I'll serve it up on a platter for you. I'm sorry. I've I let us I let us all down last week, guys. I was I was off. I was off, off, off. I was sleeping like every other team last week. Yeah, Phil 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 Jerkovic, Jerkovic Pitt from from BC, which I would have never guessed that BC somehow would have had a better quarterback than him because wasn't in the cards, let's be honest, preseason. It wasn't. He was it be, wasn't. And my man, touch on my, that man later. Was, my man was eight for twenty. Mm. No touchdowns, three interceptions, mm. only eighty-one yards. That mm. is, that is a, uh, that's 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 pretty bad, my man, my guy. That's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, Boone, I'm gonna need another apology. We got TCU at Houston. Oh, God, man. <laughs> Just hearing it back is like, 
And some of these, like, I'm like, all right, wasn't that? I wasn't that off. You, all, right, and like, all right, so let's talk about it for a little bit because Houston, what the f- man? Had y'all not shot yourselves in the foot 17 bajillion times, I would have looked like a genius. But you guys couldn't get out of your own freaking way, man. Jeez, every good play they had, holding, every other, uh, pass interference, uh, even the coaches, I think the coaches got a penalty at one of them, sideline violation, like, it was just like, get your, and even with all that, they're only down by, like, maybe a possession, and then the, the doors just came off, it was, oh, oh, so, like, yes, I was wrong, definitely, I should have known a Dana, Dana Holgerson team eventually just, you know, just like his freaking hair starts to lose itself. I, mm, I, I, I just wanted it. I wanted to, I wanted to get like one good upset last week, and that was the one. And uh, I failed. I failed all of us, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I said TCU should be should be given ten. Um, they were only given only given a seven and a half, and you 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 talked me down to five, which really screwed us there. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one on you. So, yeah, we left we left three wins on the table for no takes that you know you kind of split me there, and we we came down, and then we caught one loss because you talked me off my numbers here. So, yeah, I, I, that's four Boone. It's unexcusable. You know, we'll, we'll live that's and fair. learn. We'll, we'll that's move a disagulation for me. We'll move on. We had our. We were, honestly one we, full we, desagulation for Boone. this. This full transparency for the pod. This was a week a, a look ahead week. I'm not even kidding you. Before we finished the pod, I was already sending like week four scheduling. Yeah, because the, it it was a look look ahead week for all of college football. Yeah, so we we took a we'll, sleepy week. Yeah, it was a sleepy week for us. I I, I I will say I'll take some personal responsibility. I have to be better here. This part of this is my fault. A lot of it is. I, I should hold my ground a little bit more. It's one of those like fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me right. three times. Oof, what am I doing? And I mean, fool me four times. Like, I'm just giving you the cheeks, man. What? That's that's on me. I'm sorry. Well, so, I, I apologize because I'm over here thinking more emotional than I am being. Yeah, we got to get that in check. We got. Yeah. Don't worry. I, I I have a strategy. We will get to. Uh, trust me. We Good. will get to this. Okay. It, it's not yeah, gonna I work for everyone. It. It's not gonna work for everyone. But I got a strategy for us. We'll be okay. But let's just. Let, I just. I'm just gonna throw this out here for for my sake. We would have been eight and two on the week if we took my numbers. I'm just gonna throw that. I'm just throwing. No, no, it out no, hundred percent, hundred percent. You're throwing you're it correct. out there. That's solid. That's I'm doing some things over. I'm here. I'm gonna let you drive a little bit there, son. Let no, me drive no. the boat. Here, here's the thing. I'm not. Hey, it's gonna go back and forth. It's gonna go back and forth. We're yeah, gonna balance we're, the powers. We're, we're balancing. Yeah, we're doing this together. So I'm not. I'm not gonna get into it. All right. Last but not least, this was this was my favorite part. Virginia, mm. I mean, it was a Friday night. We finally got our first cheeks game of the week. Hit, this was and, incredible. And it was incredible. So Maryland, uh, <laughs> Maryland was uh, favored by fourteen and a half. We said seventeen and a half, but because of our sanctions, well, specifically my sanctions, that brought us up another five points. So we had to hit twenty three and a half um, it, it, on our number. So the, the fourteen and a half, we we easily cover. But I will say, three the sanction, sanctions made you pretty nervous going into this. You did not want to come up to, to my number, but we we went no. with it. Beginning of the game, I was very nervous. It was fourteen to zero Virginia early yeah. in the game. Looking tough, but our our guys uh, our guys at Maryland they went forty two unanswered points to win by twenty eight. That is a that is a true dude wipes cheeks of the week cheeks of the week moment of the season. Like, Classic that is, Virginia that is, man. That was a truly Chef's Kiss sponsored by Dude Wipes. The the forty two unanswered is 
is unrivaled for any cheeks of the week. No, for the, the cheeks no, season no of the year. Crud was left in those cheeks after that dude no. wipage. Back yeah. to back to back. Interceptions turned into touchdowns. That's what did it, man. And that's that is that is classic Virginia football. Classic. So that's our week three recap. Uh, three and three, um, thirteen and nine on the season. Still, um, I'm pr- I'm pretty excited about this next week. Yeah, you know what? I, I am too. But of course, right before we we go ahead and jump into that, we've we've obviously got to talk about some of the things we've learned. The more you learn, the more you know. The more you know, you're just in the know. It's the things we've learned. Things we've learned. Okay, so yes, of course, the things we've learned. Uh, I'm going to start off because, again, as I was getting emotional last week with a lot of my picks, I'm going to pump the brakes right now. Even good teams have bad days. And, oh boy, did a lot of teams have bad days last week. I mean, whoo, boy. But the name of the game is Survive in Advance. So, Texas, Bama, Florida State, Georgia, Michigan, you know who I'm, Penn State, you know who I'm talking about. Get it out of your system now. And be glad you did. Because, man, if that had happened in any primetime game you guys got for the rest of the season, we, you guys would have been screwed. I mean, screwed. Now, time to talk about why I said I was so high on it, why I love it. It's back. It's the backyard brawl. Damn it, that thing is sick. Did you see how up for that Morgantown was? They were they were out here tailgating the living shit out of that thing. Which I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Milan Puskar, which is the stadium in which uh, West Virginia plays in, is first of all their campus and the stadium is like separated by a mountainside. To which that's why they have that little monorail system. Which again, fun fact, outside of Disney World, the only other place that has a monorail system in. The nation is West Virginia, and they will never let you forget that. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Tell me, tell me that you love college football and also used to live in Orlando, like <laughs> brother. Every time I was there, there'd be some West Virginia. Hey, you know, uh, outside of Disney World, uh, over there, Morgantown, we got the only other. Mo- yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, buddy. I get it. I've heard it a thousand times before. But there's a hospital, literally right across the street from Milan Puskar. And what's crazy, A, they've got to have the quickest response time of anybody catching a concussion during a football game. Because, I mean, you could just, right there. I mean, maybe 300 yards. It's incredible. But do they have cancer kids that wave at them? They, they, maybe they do, but nobody in the stadium sees it. I'm looking at you, Iowa, you pieces of shit. Uh, but, like, oh, what a shit tradition. <laughs> Wait, that's such it, kids. Like, oh, my God. That's such a wild hill to be on. But I'm, you know what? I'm not going to talk you off of it, man. You just... I hate Iowa, bro. They're, 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 what, what kind of crap? Outside of being, like, a super cool party school because, like, you ain't got nothing better to do. Like, you, your football team doesn't score any point. We're getting off on a tangent. But, <laughs> like, what, what, what? You know what? Like, I feel like it was, like, a little marketing ploy a couple years ago because they weren't doing as good at football, they're like, oh gosh, hey Kirk, how do we get the heat off our back for being a trash football team? He goes, uh, I don't know, don't we have a, 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 a hospital right behind us? Just, just wave at the sick kids and say we've been doing it for years. Like, it's stupid, it's stupid. But yeah, so, uh, accurately, just, you know, portrayed, West Virginia is made its own lyrics to Sweet Caroline, and right after... The height oh, yeah. of the chorus. 
They go, sweet Caroline, eat shit, Pitt. <laughs> Accurate, because Pitt, you might suck. You might, st- and boy do I look stupid, boy do we look stupid, that we were like, yeah, that's a dark horse, baby. That's dark horse. I, Pitt, you gotta figure your crap out, man. I don't know what the hell's going on. Speaking of people who might definitely suck, Matt Campbell. Mmm, buddy. <laughs> you should have left Iowa State when you had the chance. You could have at least sucked with a payday and not been in Ames, Iowa. But you didn't do that. You didn't get a payday. And you're still in Ames, Iowa. And we're going to cover this a little bit later. But, like, buddy, buddy. While we're still on this train of teams that are going to suck. Might as well just start slapping the money line on every team against Michigan State. Came out today. Mel Tucker, snip, snip, buddy, you're gone. We're cutting ties. And that team was already looking like they're on quit watch. They're most definitely on quit watch now. And everybody's going to be transferring out. So, yeah, I, I don't see any fight in that team. It's it's gone. Keon must have caught wind of this earlier because he got out just in time. But I'm looking at Antonio Gates Jr. right now. Hey, that's going to be a hot commodity, baby. Um, and then last but not least, are the Florida teams back? Brother, we've got undefeated Florida State, undefeated UCF, undefeated, and that's crazy I'm even saying this, Miami, and Florida just got a top 15 win. What's going yep. on? And, uh, I mean, USF isn't, isn't... USF was holding their own with Bama, man. Woo! Yo, if, if this is the sign of things to come, college football... Better buckle up, brother, because the last time this happened, it got nuts. Yeah, it's gonna be. Inter- I, I'm curious, man. It's there's like everyone's kind of on this little rise, and I, 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 I do have some comments about you, but we'll get there uh, on my side. Okay, all right. What do you got for me? What'd you learn, Jer? So yeah, I, I, this isn't really much of something to learn. It's more of just a statement. But Billy just straight out coached Heupel. Just out coached him. There's not even really an argument here. It was just straight up. I coach better than you. You have better players, better athletes. You should have won this game. I actually think if we play this game tomorrow, Tennessee will actually win and probably cover. But that, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I'm I, shocked, but I'm not shocked by it. Okay. Straight up, and I'll, I'll be honest. And a lot of that is because, again, living in Orlando for the past couple of years. You know, you, you catch yourself watching a UCF game. And were the UCF offenses good? Yes. But I, countless times, and UCF fans will tell you this, countless times I watched Heupel mismanage a game. And it was one of those where you're, oh, he's never going to get over the hump. And that's why I thought it was crazy that they did as well as they did last year. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it was just he didn't have the resources or whatever it was. And now he's got the money. Now he's got everything like he can bring in whoever he wants. He's good. This past Saturday, we saw a classic hypo, man. We saw that crap in the open. And that was, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I think Billy did a, he had a good game plan. And he caught Josh sleeping. Yeah. I'm going to give credit where credit's due with Billy. And I like Billy Napier as a person. I thought it was kind of crazy he wasn't catching a break here. Uh, and he, then he finally got it. He got a chance to showcase, you know, who Florida really wants to be. But I have to agree with you. If they play this game, Tomorrow, 
I think it's going the opposite direction. In, yeah, in and I think I think it, I think it's going to be what we thought it was going to be. They're going to run away with it because listen to this. I mean, but that's all it takes is one Saturday, and you know, know. Billy, you got yours. Yeah, and that's the thing with out getting like getting out coaches like. Okay, well, in hindsight, yeah. And they figured it out at halftime. But Tennessee, so they just gave up on their identity. This is the biggest part. Like, for, Yeah, they stopped they running. They literally just didn't even try in the beginning of the game. It's like they ran once and said, oh, they only got one yard. But we're just going to give up on it because they just refused to run the ball early and just – for some reason, I think what happened is like they went down and they just thought, "Oh, we need to get a quick hit, get momentum back, and just go." And then when you do that back to back to back, all of a sudden you look up and you're down twenty one. I mean, well, that interception was terrible. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? That set them like, back a bunch. Yeah, and coming into the game, I mean, I mean, we talked about it. Coming into the game, they were rushing six yards per carry, and yeah, we're not expecting that against Florida, but like we're expecting something similar. Yeah, Dude, just, they ran, just rest on your laurels, man. They ran the ball for four yards per carry. If you count the whole game, minus like the Milton sacks and all that, because I, they count sacks in college for rushing yards, they literally ran the ball for four yards per carry. That's getting you first downs and moving the chains consistently if you're doing that, especially if you can throw off play action and all that. And they just like didn't even try in the first half. Not even like an effort. Not not even like, oh, you know, we're going to do it once or twice. Dude, they're playing from second and 10, third and 10. Third and eleven, third and fifteen, over and over and over and over and over again. I will give them a little bit of a pass, and it's not really that big of a pass, but like they were missing their center, which is probably why they had a lot of issues snapping the ball and putting them behind the chains. But like on first and fifteen, you don't have to necessarily try and get fifteen yards. Like yeah. let's try and get four, let's get six, let's get seven, let's run the ball, let's throw on a screen, let's do something. Instead, they're just going for the home run over and over and over again, and they finally hit it. The, the time they finally hit the home run was in the second half when they actually established the run. It's like, oh my god, like I'm right, not even set it up. I'm not a genius at football, but I'm watching the game like, what are y'all doing? And it's like, I don't know how no one on their team figured that out. And like, it's almost like they were overwhelmed by the moment. Tennessee, I, on defense, they just seemed to think Trask or Richardson was back there running the running the offense. Like, did y'all not watch any of this film on this quarterback? You didn't watch any of it. None well, of it. Hold on now. Hold on now. I, I'm gonna stop you right there because, I, I again, I, I have, I'm taking emotion out of it now. I gotta start giving credit to Florida, man. You, I think week one you show up and you go, hey, you know what? We we think Mertz is this guy, and we're gonna prove to everybody he's this guy. Guess what? No, he's not. And we all knew that. So now Florida gets to go, okay, um, let's just get you comfortable. Let's run the offense that we know you can win with, that you can do well, and then through it we'll build your confidence and get you to that guy that we've seen in practice. Great game plan. Great game plan. Because that's exactly what you did. You got the ball out of his hands quick. You gave him easy reads. He got to sit there and... And building that confidence, and he started orchestrating a lot of these drives to where you're like, "Damn! Like, are they competent? Are they are they good on offense? What is this? What am I watching?" And it's because they came in with that game plan. So, Florida, I'm gonna give you credit. That was that was impressive. That was good. And that's that's what I think a lot of us thought we were gonna start seeing from Billy a lot more. And the other thing, they didn't abandon the run this time. They decided to give it to Montrell Johnson, to give it to Trevor Etienne. And look at what it did for you. You you accomplished what you needed to. So yeah, if Florida plays like that for the rest of the year, good on you. Yeah. Football football's just kind of better when Florida's good. Yeah. So I I will say just to talk about that a little bit. I think I agree. I they I was going to say they did find their identity and I'll give that to them, but on the flip side, Tennessee helped them find it by basically saying we're not going to let you beat us along on big plays yeah. for whatever reason. The dude never throws the ball down the field. Why are you 
backing safeties off and not putting loading the box. Every team against Florida should load the box and say, you know what, if you want to take a few deep shots, go for it, but we're not going to let you pick us apart and gain three, four, five yards, one by one by one, until you blow up and have ETN hit a hole. Like, we're not going to do that. And so I don't understand, like, they they finally figured out, and the reason I, I, I'm pretty confident in saying this is Tennessee figured that out in the second half. They said, screw this, we're stacking the box, we're not letting you run, and we're not going to let you, and guess what, Boone? Florida had five out of their six possessions in the second half, they literally had five three and outs, literally. And yeah. the one three and out that wasn't a three and out was because it was like third and long, and they get bailed out when Trash threw the ball, or not Trash, sorry, uh, Merch throws the ball, and then they Tennessee's player just like for no, whatever reason decides to hit him late, and they get it bailed out, and then they move the ball, you know, thirty forty yards, and then kick a field goal. So that's the only time they move the ball the entire second half. And to be fair, their play, their game plan was basically like we're going to run it. We think there's we can eat enough clock to just like put this game away with the lead we have, and yeah. if we need to start trying to be more aggressive on offense, we can. Which goes to the game plan. I'll give them that. Yeah. But my proof is is like they said, okay, we're going to commit to the run and do this, and they couldn't move the ball. They couldn't. They literally could not move the ball. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend they just ran clock. And eight o'clock, and basically put this game away. And their defense played good. I mean, I, I'll give them that. Their defense played good. Um, they, they played very well in the first half. Obviously, I think they kind of took Tennessee by surprise. And Tennessee, like I said, I really think it was a mentality thing where they're just like, "Oh my God, we're behind by seven. We need to get ahead and get ahead of this game." And they just kept trying to go for the home run, going for the home run. And then all of a sudden, you look up and you're down by several scores, and you're like, "What do we do?" And so they, the second half was a completely different game. Like if, if we're gonna be honest, like if I'm Florida fans, I'm very happy we got the win. Shouldn't have won the game. I, you know, like as far as going into it, but I, I think like, let's, let's be honest. I don't think, I think there's a recipe there for Florida to move forward. There's, but a, there's, there's also, a recipe for success, but there's also a clear recipe on how to defend them and put them in, in very challenging situations. And so I want to see someone play Florida saying, you know what? Try and beat us with Mertz. Try to just, I want, I want to see if you can do it. He had a few little highlight reel plays, but honestly, it was literally just like a pump fake to a defender, and the guy like fell for it. Like, okay, yeah, that. I mean, I'm excited for that. It's definitely better than what we're expecting going into it. But uh, let's be honest, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's it's that much. I, you know, I think basically what what UF did was basically what BC was trying to do to FSU, yeah. and kind of actually, you know, actually executed it in a in a way that that was successful. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think. I think Tennessee and UF, if they play tomorrow, they, they, I think, I think Tennessee knows the game plan now and basically says we know what they're going to try and do, we know how to stop it, and we're going to basically walk away with this game, probably scoring 21, 23, 25 points. They'll stick to their guns, and then Florida probably only scores 14. I, I think that number still sounds right, but they, they just got out coached. It's that, that simple. So yeah. um, I'm curious to see what Florida mindset is going forward. I mean, like coming out of the game, there were some interesting quotes by them. I think you know UF basically said like. They're coaching, and ETN even came out and said, like, my offensive line came out and dominated for 60 minutes. No, they didn't. They didn't. They handed you the ball, like, 100 times in the second half, and you literally got zero first downs. You did. So let's not, like, sit here and pretend that they dominated for 60 minutes. They played well. They did. They played well. I'll give them that. But once Tennessee decided we're not going to let you run the ball, they didn't let you run the ball. And you just ran clock, and you know what? It worked out for you, but... I'm going to be honest. Like, if Tennessee did pull the comeback back and they hit a few passes there in the end and it got close... You'd be looking at Napier like, dude, you guys had it. Like, what happened? You just gave up and just decided to run clock. But fortunately, their defense held it, and, you know, they, they came away with the win. So um, I'm curious to see. I don't think that game plan is going to be, you know, it, it's on paper. Like, it's out there. They should Teams should be able to figure out how to play that. 
I, I'm curious to see how they look going forward. Um, next week they play Charlotte. It's going to be nothing. So we'll see uh, the following week what, what they got going. All right. Um, I only have one more thing, and this one's a little bit more um, a little bit more of a, a things we learned, but like a kind of a bold bold statement. Um, I think Colorado might have Willie Taggart 2.0. Who? Colorado might have Willie Taggart 2.0. Oh, I think that's that's a little crazy. And here here's why. I, I I'll say this. So all the shenanigans, the like not taking this team seriously, Little Wayne leading the team on the field, Shador and Travis Hunter starting a fight pregame, rushing the field after beating Colorado State in overtime. It, it's like. Do you got it, it's it, it reaps of like do you not know where you're at and who you are and where you're going like it, it's very much like we're just gonna fly by the seat of our pants and just be in the moment and not think about anything like and that's just how Dion's always been he's just been like the loudmouth talker and he's tactical about it in the sense of like I'm gonna get a lot of views and attention on this and it's gonna get me a lot of publicity and it's gonna be good for the brand like the capital brand like not just me but like wh- whatever I'm associated with so in this case Colorado. Um, and you know, they brought in big 10 or big noon shit kickoff and game day was there. And, you know, they did a lot of pregame stuff and talked a lot of stuff and like, they blew up obviously the, the pregame talk about like, you know, the, the other coaches talking to, you know, his, his 30 people in a, in a restaurant in a pregame show. And he's like, you know, kind of takes a little stab at, at Dion. Dude, Dion, just like, let it go. Why are you, why are you trying to like really, like you've got bigger fish to fry if you really are thinking this is a team that you want to take to the next level. This is like a, oh yeah, I heard it. It's okay. Like we're gonna come out and do our best, and then like, and then maybe do talk trash after the game. But like, you're more interested in selling your sunglasses and the brand. They sold 1.5 million dollars worth of sunglasses. Did you know that? Did you see that? That's I crazy. Did see that they had a pretty big in a week. Day, but I didn't know in it was a like week. That. That's insane. That's so much money. And it's like, yeah, you're selling money and you're doing that. But here's my thing: all those shenanigans. One put this made this a game. So just like like. If you would have shown up and just said, "Hey guys, we're gonna get to business this week. We're not doing the whole Louis luggage bullshit." Like, you know, like we're, let's go show them who we are, and then we'll we'll talk trash at the end of the game. That would have a hundred percent worked. It would have hundred percent not been a problem. But the thing is, like, you decided to gas this up and make this a game. You decided to make this a dog fight for whatever reason, and it turned into a dog fight. I will say. These stupid comments and actually encouraging your players to go out and kind of pick fights before the game is why Travis Hunter got hurt. 100%. That hit would have not happened if it wasn't for all of that. It is a rivalry game, but they, they don't know about this rivalry. They're like, they've been on campus for six months. They don't care about the rivalry. They're more interested in like doing their brand and doing that thing. But if he didn't make this personal and say, we're going to, okay, you guys made this personal. We're going to come out and beat that blah, 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 and talk trash. I guarantee you that hit wouldn't have happened. And yes, you can say it was a dirty hit, but at the same time, it was a football play. It was. You can't kick that player out. I mean, yeah, it was a late hit, but it wasn't. He didn't. He didn't take off. He didn't spear the guy. He didn't do anything like that. He just came in a little late, and you know, said, "Hey, I'm here." And that's very normal in football. It's very normal in football. But your, you know, 160 pound guy that plays two ways couldn't handle that hit, and now he's in the hospital and he's out for several weeks. And so I, that is a hundred percent just dysfunction. And yes, you've won some games, but who have you played? TCU, not very good. Nebraska, clearly not very good, and you're kind of in that game until the end. And then now you're playing Colorado State, also not, not very good, and you're literally like desperation getting to the end of the game to go into overtime. Like, and you're losing a player because you decided to just say some asinine things. Like, this is just, it's getting to the point where you're just like, you're creating problems that don't need to be there. And it's like, dude, just coach football. Coach football. And so, I, I mean, I've kind of been on this train for a little while, but I, 
I think that there's some clear signs that this could turn into something bad pretty quick. I think the only difference that Willie and Dion have right now is, is a few things. Obviously, the wins. That's high high level. That's that's where it's hard. But where I would make the argument is like there's more shenanigans. There's the transfer portal that Colorado was able to benefit from in this crazy COVID rule, how all these guys can get take like at least one free transfer. That that no Willie Tiger didn't get to have that anywhere he was at. And then, or just any other similar coach. We'll just say any other similar coach that has, you know, clearly just a bunch of shenanigans going on. And then, obviously, Colorado has a pretty good QB, and they have Travis Hunter. So they have a two-way player that, that's been really elite. And that, I mean, they won the TCU game because of Travis Hunter, like legitimately. Now they don't have him. So, and the worst part, honestly, is like they're about to get their ass beat in the next few weeks because they just don't have the talent. And the worst thing is they're going to blame it that they don't have Travis Hunter because he's a two-way player. And so you're, you're, he's going to be out for three weeks because he had like a ruptured a kidney or or like a tear in his like kidney, I think, or liver, like something crazy. Um, But he's plays two ways. That's like losing two players. And on a team that doesn't have a lot of depth, losing two players is that's, that's tough, man. So, you know, they're going to have some excuses built in and they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. But I mean, that was a true, like, like that that whole game, not even just the hit, but that was like a true like chat shit get banged Jamie Vardy kind of thing. Like it was a true like like all right, like you guys are gonna talk that like teams are gonna come for you now, and it's not just like like teams are gonna come for you, and it, you're gonna be a Super Bowl in a way because they don't want to hear you talk anymore. Like I guarantee you, Oregon this week wants to be the team that shuts Dion up, that finally gets him to shut up. Like I, I guarantee you, that's going to be bulletin board material. Even if he says nothing negative or positive or whatever about Oregon, if, even if he shows up, like it's that you're putting a target on your back for no reason. Like it, it's absolutely asinine, and it's about Dion's being about Dion. But now the guy that you think should have been a, a Heisman candidate now is out for three weeks, and now he's out of the picture, and he's hurt. And I, I don't want to listen here. And like, I'll, here's my last thing. I'm sorry, I'm going on like a tangent here, but like, here's my last thing. Dion comes out in a press conference today. They say, hey, Travis Hunter's out for three weeks. You know, we just want to make sure that the, we're going to put the player's health first. My man, you put him back in the game. You didn't get him checked out. You knew that he could have a ruptured lung, a ruptured a kidney, kid, kidney. You knew you got a, a, a problem with your liver. Dude, you can get that checked out. Your staff clearly isn't doing their job. So instead of you focusing on selling sunglasses and talking shit in the media and getting little Wayne here and talking to the rock, why don't you hire some staff that can properly like take care of your players instead of saying that you care about them in public, you talk out of both sides of your mouth. I'm done hearing about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited. He's about to get just a full ass whipping these next few weeks. And I'm so excited that he's going to have an excuse for why that they're getting that ass whipping. And then Travis Hunter's going to come back and they're getting more ass whippings. I'm pumped for it. And his son's finally going to look like what he really is. And he's going to be an average college quarterback so i'm i'm very excited for that okay all that said talking about willie taggart do you know where willie taggart is right now he's at the ravens yeah coaching running backs crazy yeah. failing up failing up in life my man keep Just keep building those connects, baby i guess all right well i mean obviously i'm going to touch on colorado and oregon a little bit later um but of course hey that's that's the things we learned that's what we got uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to kick it out to some of our sponsors. And then from there, we're going to dive in to the week four slate. This is this is it, baby. They're going to be absolutely juiced. We're goosing this thing, baby. It's going to be nuts. I'm excited. But, again, let's kick it out to our sponsors. And then we're going to go ahead and get started on week four. Chicken, 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 Italian spicy bacon, chicken. Take one bite and it all starts clicking. Crown of my day, and BK. 
right, here we go. Back from our sponsors, good old Burger King. Love it. And now we're into week four. Juggernaut week. Yes, Thanksgiving feast week. Yes, give it to me, sir. I want the smorgasbord. Now, to match our energy, people of the Foolery Podcast Network, we would like to introduce to you our brother. Oh, he's prettier than Ken. So strong, he's him. Voice like an angel. He'll get it from all angles. Man of the people. He has no shame. Put your hands together. We got our brother, the famous Focane. Sam O'Kane is our guest picker this week. Sam, good to have you, brother. How do you feel? What's up, boys? Good to be here. Thank you for mm. having me. Absolutely. Yeah, and you got nothing excited. better to do on a Monday night except look good. And now <laughs> you're even sounding good. So I'm, I'm excited, brother. I'm excited. Yeah. Welcome to my life trying to, to match Boone's energy. It's a, it's a challenge. <laughs> I know. That was quite an intro, I think. I don't know how we can top that. <laughs> you don't got to top nothing, son. You just got to be yourself. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, guys, we, we're bringing Sam in. Again, he's a man of the people. He's the voice of the people. Uh, we're going to start introducing a couple more people that we're just going to bring in, and uh, friends of ours, maybe even the common folk, people we grab off the streets. Hell, if we get lucky enough, we'll have some sled picks. It's going to be sick. Uh, but in due time, in due time. Uh, so Sam, obviously, is just going to kind of be, you know, t- taking a lot of these these picks to the face as we give them. And on some of these, you know what? He ain't no idiot. He's watched football. He knows exactly what he needs to lay down the groundwork for. So he's going to kind of give his his best educated pick on some of these. And uh, we're, we're just going to be ready to roll, son. So, Sam, are you ready for week four? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. We're going to go ahead and kick it off with the Nooners. <laughs> Woo! And no better way to start than coming at you live. Number four, FSU at Clemson. And <laughs> whoo, boy. FSU, son, you made me step off a ledge last week. I was out there. I was ready to jump. I had the I had the damn hotline on my phone. I was my my blood pressure was through the damn roof. I was already having to write my obituary. I was just I was I was out of sorts. I I couldn't. Jer, you helped me rationalize the struggle uh, with the sleepy nooner out of Chestnut Hill, and uh, you know for a couple things here. Um, I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm done playing these damn red bandana games. Quit making play with red bandana! I'm done with it! I can't do this anymore. Stop with this crap. They play, they play like freaking juggernauts, man. And for all that time, man, and they wouldn't shut the hell up about that red bandana the entire game. Oh, so damn annoying. But hey, you know what? Maybe Jimbo knew what he was talking about. Grabbing some of them Boston College players out of the portal. Because, woo! We were their Super Bowl, and I don't mean to say I told you so, but Castellanos, bro, I told you. That kid's an athlete. He was a problem, and we had no film on the kid, but not to be outdone, Jerry, you're going to need to talk me off the ledge again because I saw a lot of troublesome stuff from Florida State. A lot of third and forevers that are being given up chunk yardage at a time, 30 yards, 17 yards, 50 yards, guys wide open in the middle of the field. 
I'm not here to give any excuses that we heard there was a sickness. I don't care. You guys are so much more talented than Boston College, and you got out of there with a win, thank the Lord. But, ooh, that was a struggle and a half. Now, flip side of the coin, Clemson, you started the year off looking rough. Okay, you couldn't you couldn't even punch in a touchdown in the red zone against Duke, which, by the way, Duke's looking pretty good, so maybe we give them a little bit of a pass here. Kind of struggled a little bit in the first little bit against Charleston Southern, but guess what? Guess who's finding his feet? Looks like Cade Klubnick. Garrett Riley's, you know, offense looks like it's kind of, you know, getting there. They're starting to feel it. They're getting a little bit better. Cade's making better reads. It's coming together at the right time. And you know what? Here we are. It's a nooner. It's kind of like everybody just wanted to kind of silently forget about this. This is Clemson's chance to kind of, you know, hey, I don't think, you know, Florida State Band isn't traveling. It's a noon game. Don't think a lot of, you know, Florida State fans are going to make the, the trip, which they may be wrong here. Um, but, again, I think this game's kind of like they're trying to make it slide. They're trying to make it just be like, yeah, yeah, don't care about this. Don't Don't get up for this one. And they're gonna, you know, have the edge because it's in Death Valley. Now, again, I'm pretty sure that we've we've lost like the last like seven to nine of these bad boys, guys. And I'm getting real sick and tired of it. And I really felt like I was gonna walk into this week feeling pretty damn good about it. But mm, after last week, a lot of stuff to be iffy about. But they may lock the hell in this week. It's kind of like, hey, I purged it out of my system. I threw up after a bad night of drinking. I don't know. It's a rivalry, but I think Clemson's got the edge here. I have Florida State at two and a half. Talk me off the ledge. So you said they have the edge, but Florida State's favored? Is that your I mean, they are the higher-ranked team, but I'm telling you, that is a that is a. I don't feel good about that two and a half. I'd rather give Clemson the two and a half, honestly. Okay. All right. Well, I'll talk, I'll talk you over the ledge a little bit um, in a second because I, I will say it's not even playing like devil's advocate. It's I, I like genuinely – feel this way um but let, let's start with Clemson so uh obviously we know what happened with Duke only scoring seven points and not really looking all that competitive um Duke looks pretty good so uh, the the good news for them is like Duke doesn't look like trash so I uh, you know there's something there uh Charleston Southern they played second week and they were tied 14 to 14 at the end of the first quarter and people were saying what is going on in Clemson South Carolina um that was that was shocking they end up winning that game 66 to 17. It ends up being a blowout. They, they figure it out. And then uh, this last week, they played Florida Atlantic, uh, you know, 34 to 0 at half. Yeah, Blowing them out. They're finding so their feet. They're finding something. Second half, I don't even. It's like at that point, it's garbage time. I don't know how much you want to put into it. But technically, if we're going to do numbers, is they tied 14 to 14 in the second half. But I, like I said, it's kind of like at that point, what do you want to put into it? So. I think Duke is not – Duke's only giving up nine points per game, so I don't think it's like a terrible stat for Clemson. Yes, you're Clemson and you would want to put up more. I think it's a little criminal that they're not ranked because Duke's looking pretty good. So, And, and, and Clemson has looked good, so I think they're probably right on the edge of that probably being ranked. But, you know, you lose games to Duke and, and that's what happens. Um, I'm not really impressed by their receivers or QB. I don't think Klubnik's bad, but I also think when you don't have a lot of elite talent around you, it's really hard to – be impressive so that's a challenge and then obviously uh Shipley is being used a lot in the passing game as always um my biggest concern there is that's always a problem versus linebackers at Florida State is dealing with pass catching running backs that is 
uh, going to be a challenge for them, especially because how good he's been. Um, so I think I think Clemson's going to get some some scores here, and that's going to be a challenge. So um, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But I I think you know putting a number that's going to be challenging, uh, given that we just don't know. I don't think they've played a defense as good as Florida State's yet, and that's they only scored seven on Duke. So <laughs> that's the tricky part. And and I know I know Florida State defense didn't look great this last game, but they've looked really good the rest of the games. So I'm not going to put too much into this last game just just on that. Um, as you mentioned, the red bandana game, Boston College, it's, it's literally their Super Bowl. So, and it's not, it's obviously you're playing a top five team, a number three team. So there's even more to play for. Um, I think FSU thought they were going to lay down towards the end of the game there. And I think Boston College was planning on laying down and they just happened to just get one play that kind of put them back in the game. And then all of a sudden, uh, getting getting 52 yards out of a third and 17 will do that for you. Yeah, but, you know, still, even then, it's like if you hold them there, it's going to challenge them. So, you know, there's been some talk around Florida State media that the flu was going around, guys mixing practice for the game. Not an excuse. Clearly, it's not an excuse, but I think it is information. Um, and, And to be fair... There were some players that definitely were being held out. Like they played a few snaps, but they're getting IVs on the side. Like it's just there's some reasons there. They were missing two offensive linemen that are starters. Um, that that definitely I could tell that changed some some things for them. Um, Boston College quarterback played well. I mean, you touched on it. He he played well. It wasn't like a whole lot of like there were some an moments, athlete man. There were some moments that Florida State you know definitely missed some coverages, missed some assignments, but. He exposed those things when they happened, and he also played really well. So I'm not going to like completely say he's he's not he's not a typical Boston College quarterback, and it's something different for them. So we'll see how they play the rest of the year. I don't think they're just going to lay down. I think this gives them some confidence, and I think it's a real confidence that should be they should they should move forward with this. So I don't think they're just going to lay down. Um, and, and and so we'll see. Uh, I think one thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is Florida State was missing their their play caller. Uh, at, at at safety, um, so I think I think that really gave them some challenges. Akeem Dent is kind of the one that's been organizing the b- defensive backfield. He's been here forever, kind of knows the scheme very well. Um, you throw Kevin Knowles in there, who's actually a cornerback that kind of moved to safety to kind of get some more playing time as a backup, and he clearly just wasn't prepared to 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 kind of lead the backfield there. And that's where you probably saw a few busted coverages. And like you said, no excuse. Next man up, you need to take care of it. But I think it, it's a valid reason, and I think you're expecting to probably get those offensive linemen and him back for this game. I think they genuinely could have played if they needed to. However, I think they were just holding them back because they thought they could roll over this team. And to be fair, they kind of did uh, until the end there. So obviously uh, some weird turnovers happened. Florida State not playing super well. Sloppy playing surface. Like, let's not forget that, like, it they were playing in a hurricane. Like, let's not, like, it wasn't as bad as they thought it might have been, but there was still some wind. And I don't know if the wind impacted the game as much, but you're playing on a sloppy surface. It's turf. Like if you've ever played any level of sports and played on turf when it's wet, it's not the same. So I, 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 another excuse, but another reason. We'll just throw it out there. So here's here's my thing. With all that said, those are just kind of excuses, if you want to call them that. Florida State scored on every possession except the last one of the half, where they took a few deep shots with like 45 seconds left to try and like push the ball down the field. And that's when Jordan got hurt, of course, on, on that third down play. But they scored on every possession other than that. Their offense played really well. Boston College yeah. came out. There was a fumble, and then there was... I said in the first half. I said okay. in the first half. Okay. So they played really well in that first half, and they, they only had a few possessions. They did really well with what they had. All of those scores were, one of them was a field goal, the rest were touchdowns. Then they come out in the second half. 
And Jordan Travis is injured. Everyone's curious to see what happens. He lights it up. They score two straight touchdowns. Easy. Like, just march down the field. It looked like they were playing, like, the Boston College we thought we were playing. and made it look very easy. So, at that point, you know, you think Boston College is going to quit. Obviously, they don't. Um, we already talked about them kind of getting the, the third down conversion. Um, that was third and long, and that kind of gave them a little bit of life. And then they end up going down and scoring. And then, like, you muff a kickoff. Like, what are we doing? That's that's just like a lack of focus, a, unexcusable. It, it wasn't even the really. It was like a a muff and refusing to lay down on it. Like I'm okay with you not catching it. It bounces. It happens. But like you can't even lay on the football when there's no one around you. It, that was just I don't know what happened there. And then next possession, um, you kind of have an awkward play where it's actually a really good play call, and you just have a wide receiver just miss an assignment, miss a block, and then. The guy comes, a linebacker comes out of nowhere that the you know running back's not expecting to be there because he's supposed to be blocked up at least a little bit, slowed him down, and he gets helmet on the football. You get it bounces out perfectly straight to a Boston College player. He picks it up and runs it in, and and all of a sudden you're like, okay, well there's three points right there um, that you're just giving away um, on a, on a probably a play that's going to be a big play the other way. So like, yes, these are moments of the game, but it's it's not reflective to me. It's not reflective of what we've seen from Florida State over the last year and a half. I don't think this is like something that's like a huge concern to me. Um, obviously, you basically just start running clock at the end of the at the end of the game. You end up punting twice. I'd personally argue it probably wasn't the best idea to try and run clock and kind of put this game away and just say, you know what, we don't trust that they're going to be able to move the ball quick enough down the field and and beat us in the air um, to be able to make a comeback. And and to be fair, they ended up not doing that. Um, but, you know, in reality, you score on five out of your nine possessions, which isn't terrible. It's not – I mean, you'd like, you'd want to score more, but if we're going to, like, really talk about it, that's not terrible. Um, I'm not going to act like the, skull, the sky is falling here. Uh, I'm a little concerned about defense, but at the same time, the LSU game did happen, and LSU just is – straight whooping ass against other teams now. So uh, they, they clearly, I, I think, as much as you want to put weight into this game, you can't forget about those other games. You can't forget about last season. Like, yes, they, they had a few hiccups here and there, but all the games they played in were competitive. And so I'm not concerned about this being, like, a, a huge sign of what's to come uh, going forward. So all that said, I think Clemson's going to score here. I think they're going to score about 28. Um, I just think they're going to – they have enough talent. I know they have some injuries and things like that, but I think – it's just a rivalry game. They're going to be up for it, and I think they're going to be able to move the ball a little bit. Um, hopefully, Florida State gets their their players back and are healthy and ready to prepare and ready to play. But uh, Florida State, I'm giving them 38. Uh, I, I think they're going to be able to do what they have been doing. Ten I'm point stick- favorite. So I'm, I'm saying Florida State should be a ten point favorite, and I I really wanted to say like they sh- I, like I wanted to talk myself down to like calling it a pick them, but like really looking at the numbers and looking at everything, like they should be favored by ten. They should. Alright, well, let's take two and a half away from that. Alright, well, so, you know what? Let's let's weigh in our guy, Sam. Sam, how do we feel about this? Yeah, um let's see. I was I didn't get the chance to watch the whole game. Unfortunately I was working, much like the common man, uh on Saturday. <laughs> Uh, however, I, I did get to uh, <laughs> true Anthony Oliver over here. <laughs> I did get to uh, I watched some highlights. I I mean I I obviously love Florida State went there as well. I think um, you know we had a lot of hiccups, uh, some things that didn't look so good for a team that came out so strong out of the gate. Um, however, I I am hoping that you know this is. is 
sort of a bump in the road. I think, you know, a team this good, you're going to have those kind of weird games throughout the year. Um, however, I think, you know, and again, Clemson hasn't been the best this year either. I do think they, but, you know, both teams are going to be excited to play. This is a rivalry game. Um, I think FSU, I think they're going to come out of this week ready to go. You know, they're going to be pumped. This is a game they, they want to, you know, prove something to Clemson. Um, you know, going into their home territory. So, with that being said, I think we'll, you know, I think we'll get some things fixed this week. We'll be ready to go. I got Florida State at seven and a half. Ooh. Okay, seven and a half. Um, all right, Jared. I mean, Jared, honestly, like, you had ten. He's got seven and a half. I had two and a half. I'm feeling real low. We're, I think we're going to go ahead. We're going to remove emotion this week, like we said we're going to do. Because I, I do, part of me thinks... Look, like, until you beat them there, I'm still going to be like, but here's the deal. Keon seems locked the hell in. I saw a stat where they played, like, Ohio State last year, and he got locked down for, like, maybe, like, zero receptions or one reception in, like, six yards or whatever. And the very next week, they played Michigan, and he went off. Yeah, another big and, game. So, yeah. And he was pissed off after the Ohio State game. So he has similar vibe to him this week. He already tweeted out, you know, like three, just three footballs, which, again, that kind of scared me given Brees Hall's tweet where he also tweeted out like three footballs because he was only given like three or four touches throughout the entire Jets game. So I'm, I'm hoping this is more on the side of like, hey, I'm promising three touchdowns versus, hey, I was only targeted three times. Um, but with all that being said, I think Mike is going to light into them this week and just be like, what the hell was that? Like, that that was terrible from tip to tail. And we have to lock the hell in. They've got a, you know, a bye week coming up right after this. I think, you know, now, now's your time. So uh, I'm going to side with you boys on this. You guys are, you know, feeling pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and logistically say, you know, hey, everything else points to this being good. Let's uh, Let's ride with Sam here. Let's go with the seven, seven and a half. All right. Yeah. So Vegas has us uh, as a Florida State favored by two. So Boone, you're spot on. Mm. I hate to. Uh, I hate to do this. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> it's all good. We'll see how the game plays out. I I I, I think like a lot of your logic um, is going to play into why that line is where it is. Um, we actually are recording this early in the week, so that line could move depending on a lot of factors. But, right. uh, you know, that it, it won't move that much. It'll move a point here or there, uh, maybe two. Uh, but, you know, I think I think really people are going to put way too much into that Boston College game, in my opinion. There are, there are some there are some troublesome things to see things that but, you thought but were that's dead. what that's what it was on ABC that's like what the nation's seeing like I think Vegas takes like they they take that in like they know what's going on so I think personally I think people are gonna put too much into that and think that this is what Florida State really is and the LSU game was a fluke but let's not pretend that FSU didn't beat LSU two years in a row um, right so and they shut down a, run, a mobile quarterback two years in a row like 
Well, it's not to say that it was just two fluke games for LSU. I, I think there's legitimately some confidence there. I think it could have been just a look-ahead game. And, and honestly, the worst thing that happened for Clemson is this probably woke Florida State up. That's really where I'm thinking. Like, I, I, think, I would probably have to agree on that. But let's and I not... think if Florida State has the oppor- opportunity to just whoop some ass, they will. I think they will lay it on them if they have to. So, 100%. 100%. if they can. So, but I, it, is, it is still on the table, so I have to give it. All right. We'll give that one a lot of time and attention. <laughs> Florida State Seminoles, you are on upset alert! And I hate to do that to my own team, but you know what? Fair is fair, okay? Gotta be bipartisan here, guys. I feel like two points doesn't deserve an upset alert, but I'll give it to you. It's fine. They, I mean, hey, they're ranked four. Like, let's let's be real. Clemson's not ranked. So, that, by, by virtue, that's an upset, son. All right. All right, we're going to move into the next one. So... We have got Sam. We're going to come over into your neck of the woods, my guy. Bet you didn't know this about me, but I I know about that that cult like behavior down there down in the Texas. And because of that, here we are. Hullabaloo, connect, connect. Hullabaloo, connect, connect. Auburn! Coming into Texas A&M, Aggieland, yeah, dig them. Now this one's going to be interesting, folks, because both of these teams are very close to being respective ass. I don't understand where to go with either one of these teams because it seems like one of them is bound to just like turn the corner, right? And this seems like the game that it would happen. Somebody is going to go down that dark, twisted road of, oh boy, we suck. And the other team is going to go, oh, that's just the shot, shot to the loins that were needed. So this is a game that, hey, flip of the coin, all right? Like, let's, let's see who's got it. At this point, I really want to give the edge, especially because it's down there in Aggieland, to Jimbo and the Tambu Aggies. It's hard to play at Kyle Field. It really is. And I just, I don't know, man. After I watch Auburn against Cal, ugh. Yeah. Like, that just, I, I don't I don't know. Like, if we're just going to watch two dudes who are bad at fighting fight each other, <laughs> I kind of want to give it to the hometown guy because I just feel like the crowd will just, like, I don't know, just, like, roar them on to victory. Uh, so with that being said, I got Texas A&M at six and a half. Yeah, this, this game last year, uh, Auburn actually won this one at home, which was a big stain for Jimbo. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen to ten, very low scoring. Uh, I agree. I think the one game you want to put uh, Auburn actually give any attention to this year uh, with Cal is is, is that Cal game. Um, the other two games against UMass and Sanford, they won going away. I don't think there's much there. Um, but those first, those, that first game, I mean, or that second game against Cal is they had, they had 12 first downs and 230 yards of total offense and won the game. Like, what are we doing? That's nothing in a modern offense. So their defense is good. I'll give, I will give them that. They have a a little bit better of a defense and they're, they're, you know, Cal's offense isn't terrible. So I, you know, holding them to 10 points was something. Um, here, here's my thing. I, Tamu, uh, Texas A&M, they, they have a good offense. Like they actually have a good offense. I, I like, they've looked good. That's been the best they've looked in a while. Um, and I think 
what they're making changes at offensive coordinator, essentially, and Jimbo pretending that he's still super involved, but actually really like forced to hand the reins over um, <laughs> is funny to me, but it's also like, I think it is a good thing for them. Uh, it kind of like lets him, it clearly wasn't working for what he was doing. So um, the only thing is, I think there is some pressure on Texas A&M here at home. I think if they don't jump out to an early lead and kind of get themselves at an arm's length a little early with a score or a two score lead, it could get a little tight because at that point you're starting to talk about like we lose to this team. There's going to be a lot more losses on the schedule and we're going to have some quit watch and also some hot seat watch sort of thing. And I think we're already almost there, but this is going to be really that. So all that said, I do think Texas A&M is, is good enough on offense uh, to really step away. And I don't think Auburn's offense is all that special. So uh, I think something like 33 to 17 or 33 to 20 is, is probably in place. So I'm going to say Texas A&M should be favored by 13. Mm. Okay. All right, we're going to kick it out to our Texas boy, Mr. Samuel O'Kane. Sam, what, what do you got for us with the, with the old A&M? Because I yep. know you spend avid time around these people. Yeah. Boots on the ground in Texas. What do we got? Fellas, I, if there's one thing I understand, it's Texas. And I got – man, I feel like I have my finger on the pulse down here. But Jimbo – Jimbo's on the downslopes, all right? He's not, he's not doing too well. He's been spending too much time at the ranch. Uh, I got, I got Auburn coming in with a little ten and a half point upset. Oh, oh my god! Over, over Texas A&M. I what is Texas going on at that ranch? I think they're coming in. I think they're coming. <laughs> what is, what's happening at the ranch? He's got Patino down at the ranch. <laughs> Starting to look like Vegas out at the ranch, baby. <laughs> Jimbo's distracted. All right, he's got a lot of. He's riding horses. He's got a lot of. He's got a lot around him. All right, he's not. He doesn't have to right now. now. Horses. Uh, he, they're coming in confident. They're going to be riding high, and Auburn's going to swoop in and war damn eagle on that ass. So. Oh boy! Oh gosh! All right. So this this is a this is a major yeah. flip. This is a flippage. <laughs> okay, so we had to split the difference here. You had what you have? You had thirteen. Is that right, Chair? For for A and M? Yeah. And he's got 10 day, and we're at three. I'm six and a half. Ooh, I don't know. This is uh, this is interesting. All right. I mean, maybe. I'm not, uh, I, I respect the guest pickers, Boone, but we're not we're not moving off of this. Uh, we're, right, we're, but I'm saying the the average between all of that would probably come things out up to, here, boys. Would, yeah, I like it. I like it. This is good perspective. You, you boots on the ground out in Texas. Uh, I got well. Then I guess I would put it at AM's line at three and a half, four and a half. No, that's not. That's that wouldn't be an average. Average would be closer to like four. And well, a half you have it at day. thirteen. He's pushing ten. So back the other way. All right, boom. So what did you have? I had six and a half. A and M. God. That all right? Honestly, that probably puts it towards. That <laughs> right, that so, puts it at like nine ish, seven, seven and nine. All right, maybe. So I, I, I don't like doing this, but we're, we're going to have to do it. Uh, Texas A&M favored by seven and a half. Um, oh, that's hey, hey now, woohoo! That puts the two of you on the other side of this, and that makes me very uncomfortable. And we know how that went last week, so you know what? I'm I'm going to go with our our boots on the ground correspondent. Uh, we're going to ride it out. I'm I'm all in. Let's do it. Let's take uh, let's take Auburn here to uh, maybe not an upset, but at least yes. cover the seven and a half. Cover seven and a half. Oh okay. God. All right. Are we gonna, we're going to ride Sam with the guest picker here. Little. All right. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna trust you here, Sam. I like what's going on. 
I'm just hoping it's not a true like I'm too close to the action, can't see the forest of the trees sort of thing for Sam. But uh, we'll we'll ride it out. I'm I'm very nervous going into this, but we're gonna ride it, ride for it. All right. Well, that uh that ends it for our neuters. Now we're gonna kick it off into couple of afternoon delights and boy do we have some good ones my friends i am ready for this first we're gonna kick it out to number 22 ucla they're gonna be showing up there in the salt lake of cities playing number 11 utah at rice eccles so uh here's my big thing is cam rising back Cam Rising's back. That's my only question here. That changes legitimately everything. Because if Cam's back, that's a Utah dub. No questions about it. But, I don't think Cam's back. I don't. I mean, if they they haven't trotted him out there yet, I don't know if you want to trot him out against UCLA. Like, I mean, you probably should. Because this could be an L. But, like, I don't know, man. So, in my opinion, Cam's not back. Uh, UCLA, they can they can flex the muscle, man. I don't know. They can get back in the mix of the Pac-12 title. I think silently Chip Kelly's working towards that. Dante Moore is nice. That's a good quarterback, man. True freshman. I like it. So, uh, without further ado... Utah, you are on upset alert! And straight up, I'm taking UCLA three and a half. Dang. So you're going to give three and a half from UCLA? Okay. I yeah, I, I, Cam Rising, that's an interesting... Yeah, I, I think they might get him back, but I also kind of agree, like, even if they do, I don't really know... I mean... I don't know how much better he's going to be than what they were putting out there right now. Like, they're not putting out trash right now. It's not like you're going from, like, I don't know. What's a good example? <laughs> it's not like you're going from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson, you know? Like, it's it's very Whoa, different. Man. So, uh, guy's so, got a dog in him. So, yeah, I mean, last year UCLA upset Utah and, and won it by 10 at home, and that was an upset, a true upset there. So, I – I don't really know what to do with UCLA yet because they haven't played anyone. Utah actually got a little bump here from Florida's performance. I think those are two different teams that played. Um, but, you know, I think I think their D is legit. I don't think they're going to give up more than 20 to 24 uh, to UCLA. So that gives me – giving points makes me – because that, you're basically saying Utah scoring 13, 17 or, or less, which that's that's low um, <laughs> in, a, in a West Coast – offense so uh the big question is yeah cam rising could he be back i i'm not sure what they are on offense with it with him with or without him um their their junior running back uh micah bernard out for the season had an off the field accident whatever that means that's what they said so um i know they want to respect his privacy but when you probably hanging out at jimbo's ranch (laughs) yeah this might be uh, getting run over by some tractors or some 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 cattle. All so, those horses that Sam was talking about. Yeah. So I think I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I had Utah. I think it was going to be something like twenty three to thirty. Uh, I had them at seven seven point favorites. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Samuel, what do you got for me, Hoss? Man, I. Uh... 
I don't know. Utah's they're not putting up a lot of points per game right now, so I uh, was just looking back over that, and I'm second guessing a little bit, but I got to stick with my original pick. I got Love Utah. It. Utah. 14-point favorites. Hell yeah. Come on, baby. Come back to the other side of the aisle. This is a true reach-across-the-aisle moment for us. I thought thought you couldn't be redeemed. Here we are. Boone's over here calling for up. Boone, they're not going to overlook this team again. They're not. They're not walking in there thinking that that uh, UCLA is going to come in and just lay down for them. They 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 got woken up last year. It's not happening again. They're at home. That that Utah crowd is real. It's. I mean, it might be like forty thousand people, but they clearly are something. I mean, they gave four to fits. Uh, with with noise levels, so I am a Chip Kelly guy through and through. Ever since the days of Oregon, man, and I know what this guy's capable of. Now, more times than not, especially in recent years, he shits the bed because he ain't got no defense. But he will outgun you with an offense, and I just I don't know, man. It, it, after watching that Utah team, like kinda put up points against Florida and kinda putting up points against Baylor. I don't know. I feel like UCLA's got a better defense than both of them. So, I don't know, man. I think, like, well, you could push me back over to the Utah side because it is at Rice-Eccles, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm looking square at the Bruins right now. I think they are primed and ready for an upset here. But I like, I like the way this guy's coming in here to this week. 14-point favorites. He was loving that shit. Uh, all right. So what we want to call the average on that? We want to call it Utah by nine. Let's go Utes. I don't know it was nine. I think it was closer to seven because you were so far on UCLA side. But uh, Utah is favored by four and a half. So I think we're definitely on the Utah side with this one. Okay, we'll take we'll take the Utes. Very nice. We will take the Utes. I feel I feel like vindication. That felt good because I thought I was just going to be like the crazy one again, and I was going to be furious going into this. It feels like Sam's coming in as like a arbitrator for like our divorce or something after last week but this this is feeling good sam mm. keep keep riding with it i like it yeah yeah he's yeah. making us remember why we love i'm each here other. to see reason <laughs> he's a man well, if, of the people with his if reason. we're gonna be honest after last week i'm the only one with reason on whoa, whoa low blow low blow in the arbitration my man my bad my bad yeah it's like it's like when it's like all you do is golf and never see the kids and now you want 50 percent. <laughs> i work my ass off in this house okay I'm out here making the meals, cleaning every day. What do you do? Make money? <laughs> All right. I love how I love how we're four weeks into this this season, and we're already talking about divorce. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of divorce, how about a state that loves a house divided? Both of them. We got number fifteen, Ole Miss. Number 13, the rambling, gambling, big old boys of Alabama. Now, this is going to get real fun. Real fun. Because this is right where we want them, baby. This is right where Lane Kiffin just wants to... I'm taking this to the Kessel booth. This is my chance to take the prom queen out, baby. I'm going to steal it from under your nose, you captain of the football team. This is it. This is what we were, we were questioning them. We were like, hey, Lane, you got it within you? Here's your test. They're out here with, with ghosts. What, what, what were they again, Jaren? I believe we were talking about it earlier in the season. They are those quarterback issues? <laughs> with that three-point race! 
Yeah, three weeks into the season, you still have a three-horse race. Is I, th- I think it's closer to a two-horse race, but we can touch on that. It's incredible at this point. Incredible. And I love that Saban is just letting me do this. And it's not a two-horse race because, like, one horse, like, like or two horses kind of got out and started running. It's like one horse, like, fell on the track and broke both. broke both. One horse immediately blew its ACL yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah, no, yeah, they're, like, they're taking it out back and, like, you know. He's gone to the glue factory. Let's yeah. name him Tyler Buckner, sir. You better just show up at class, okay? You're going to be one hell of a finance. This pro. is yeah. This is when they start talking about like how good he is to have around in yeah. the locker room for the next three years. Oh man, he is he is a program kind of guy. I've never seen somebody face adversity like him. Consistently show up with a smile on his face and be a straight A student. I mean, this guy handles every player's portfolios like you would never believe. Yeah, no shit, Chris, because he doesn't have a future in the sport. Yeah, so right now it's between Jalen Milrow, which I mentioned this. What are you doing? I can't believe, and this, I have this point written down. I can't believe. Saban gave into this sky is falling mentality. Like, he's supposed to be the voice of reason amongst those crazy rednecks. Like, oh, calling into his show. Damn it, Saban! What the hell's going on? We told you not this quarterback. You no, son, no. He needs, needs to be the one that's grabbing him by the shirt collar, taking him out back of the bar, and saying, listen here, Johnny, any more of these shenanigans, and you'll never be back in this establishment. But he didn't do that. He sat here, he, 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 like, entertained the crowd. I almost want to think that he like sat there kind of like in Gladiator, like, are you not entertained? Do you not trust me still? Like, they were just toying with USF, just being like, we could go out there and do nothing, and we'd still win this game, just so I could prove a freaking point. And I think all those boys at Alabama just like gave up mid-game. Buckner got out there, and he's like, come on, guys, let's go win this thing, all right? Ready? Break! Okay, here's here's the handoff, and oh, oh no, oh, no, oh, I threw it in the dirt. Like, they, after that, they were done. They were like, nope, this guy sucks. Give us Jalen. And then, you know, obviously he's like, nope. We got we to gotta roll through this quarterback system. We got to let all of the Alabama fan base see what I've been seeing out of practice. And then after they saw all of it, they said, okay, okay, coach. You were right. We were wrong. I can't believe we said no to you. Like, maybe that's what this was. This guy's playing chess. Like, he's just like, okay, I'm going to give them exactly what they want. They think my old ass can't run this program anymore. I'll let them see. I'll let them see the truth. So, yeah, Jalen Milrow is coming back this week. This is, uh, this is, I think this is going to turn around. Is that confirmed? Oh. Did they confirm that? Or you they did. They did confirm uh, that. Jalen okay. Milrow is Good. back this week. He's, he's taking the spot. Uh, I think eventually Ty Simpson might be your guy. But then again, they got that Julian Sayan kid coming in uh, from this recruiting cycle. So we'll, we'll see uh, who who takes it next year. Definitely not Milrow. I can tell you that right now. But Yeah. And I think, too, like, I think uh, just to touch on this before, so I don't have to hit it again. I think, like, they gave Tyson. I, th- I think this is what happened. They said after the Texas game, they were like, you know what? We, you, didn't, you didn't do what we needed you to do. And they just basically said, "Hey, we're we're playing USF. It shouldn't be a game. Let's go down there. It's decent decent opponent, but we can like let's see what we got." That's what I'm saying. They were just and, like, "Let's let's let's mess around which, and find which, out." Which which is fine because at the end of the day, like 
clearly they weren't very like sold on Miller yet. And so they just said, hey, man, we gave you your shot. You played pretty well the first game. Second game, not so great. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Let's let's give these other guys a look, um, and let's see what how it goes. And I, from what everyone's saying, from like the media side of things, is apparently like Milrow did not take that well, and either said some things to Saban or just didn't handle his business right. And I think Saban was just trying to like prove a point, saying like we're not put because at the end of the day, like. You can't watch that game and be like, "We're we're gonna not put Milro in." There's there's clearly like well, some type of like suspension or like some something that like Saban was trying to prove a point. I guarantee you, there's probably some conversation about like this program is bigger than any one player. But you know, he he's gonna do that thing, and I don't think it's like irreason like not like irrational to do. So I think they're gonna give him a shot again. I think he's gonna be on a short leash as long as his attitude's good. I think he, they're gonna move forward with him now. Say, hey man, like we had to go through this process. We've proven that. This is the the three horse race. One of their horses basically cool. took themselves out of it, and the other one's just going to keep pushing you and make you better. And so, I, I think that's kind of where that goes from. So, I, I I'm glad they're bringing him back because I think now they can say, okay, this is what we're going to do and move forward. And I think that's going to help them going forward. Triggered. <laughs> three horse race, baby. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, I think this guy was just playing chess. He was just messing with the fan base. He's like, here, you know what? There's all the yeah. cards. The cards on the table. Well, and Ty Simpson like, was really good in their spring game, and so like everyone was like, oh, my God, this is our guy. And then when they found out, oh, it's a three-horse race still. With like, Buckner, he still is right? learning as a freshman. Like, you can clearly yeah. tell. Like, the guy can yeah. spin it, but he's still making freshman mistakes. So, like, yeah, Jalen Milrow's the guy. So, but even with all of that being said, let's take it right on back, okay? Because Kiffin's trying to take, he's trying to take the prom queen, all right? He's trying to stake it right out from under the, 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 the starting quarterback's nose. He's trying to be like, hey, buddy, you thought you had it. You thought you did. But guess what? I've been lurking in the corners. I've been lurking in the dark this whole time. Just been waiting for you to take a misstep. And now she's my girl. So I have to wonder, hey, Lane, is this your time? Are you getting ready to go? Are you getting ready to take it? Because guess what, Bama? I got you on upset alert, Bama. But even though you're on upset alert, this could slip because you know you're back there playing, you know, freaking three card Monty with the quarterbacks. It is at home, and it is still saving. I cannot believe the mutiny that would occur if they lost two back to back, or not even back to back, but just home games consecutively. I would believe Bama's getting seven and a half here, but do not be shocked if Ole Miss upsets them. Do not. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I think you know Ole Miss just running through the season so far. They killed Mercer first game of the season, seventy three to seven. I un, in, not even competitive. We covered Ole Miss versus Tulane. Obviously, after that game, you know we found out that. The quarterback was going to be out during the game after we made our picks and ended up covering and covering. So, that I mean, that worked out for us. But uh, Tulane gave them a game for most of that game. And I think if they would have had a, a quarterback and their, their starting quarterback, they would have gone blow for blow and we wouldn't have covered. So 37-20 to 20 there. And then they let up 23 points to, to Georgia Tech, which isn't great, but it's not terrible. I think their, their defense is legitimately average. So I, I don't really know what to do with that against this Bama offense that I don't – I mean – the Bama Auburn scored 24 against Texas, who we think has a really good defense. So I, I could see them scoring closer to 30, 34, um, and, and really kind of stepping on the gas here. So 
I I think this score is going to be similar to last year. I was going to say 30 to 24 Bama. I think it's a six point game. Hmm. Mm, okay. Okay. I like that we're we're kind of on this the the same vibe here. That's uh sounds about right. What you know what? I almost forgot about our arbitrator, Mister Samuel O'Kane. Sam, what do you got? What do you got for us on this game? How, how are you feeling? Ole Miss by twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> he believes in the lane train. Nah, not that high, but I'm I'm with Boone here. Lane's Lane's ready to dance. I'm going Ole Miss two and a half. Oh my! All right. Ole Miss is favored by two and a half here. You think they're going to pull got his tap dancing shoes on? Ooh, to... ooh, you tap dancing. Ooh, that's that's even more impressive. This guy's showing up like singing in the rain. Mm-hmm. He's the Fred Astaire. I like that. He's the, he's been tap dancing on Saban's grave because they're gonna they're gonna be trying to kill this man after that, dude. I I, I look. I I love Saban just as much as the next guy, but can you imagine? How like sideways this could go if they just like turn on Saban and in turn like Saban just turns on the rest of them. Yeah. Like, he's just like I built this. I'm the only reason you are who you are. Like that's 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 kind of the only reason that I would like vote for this is just to watch a complete meltdown in Tuscaloosa. We're just like everybody's like turning on each other like the Hatfield versus McCoys, and you're just like ooh, this is just too juicy. Meanwhile, out in like Colorado, we got the whole Dion situation. If you just two polar opposites of things going on, oh god. Ooh, the narratives are coming at me. It's like electricity. I'm like electro up in this bitch. This is oh gosh, I this is this is almost too much overload. Week four, week four, you're doing it to me. All right, so Boone, you had what did you have five? Bama? I had I had Bama at seven and a half. Oh, Bama at seven and a half. Okay, so Sam and I are on the other side of that. Um, so they're favored by seven. So I think between the three of us, we're we're kind of. We're close to a no take, but I think we're going to take Ole Miss here because I think part of it's just our hearts there, just to just to see it happen. Okay, all right, so we're going to move on to the next one. Now, I already kind of alluded to it with old Dion. Here he is, baby, number nineteen, Colorado at number ten, Oregon. Now, here we go, man, man, how fun has this Colorado train been? To be on. I tell you what. Now, Jared, you, you had your soapbox earlier. I'll let you go ahead and do that. Now, I got to give the opposite side of the fence here. Here's the deal. Dion is going to Dion. And we've all known who Dion is. Now, there are some points that I also do agree with you on, which is, hey, y- you kind of made this bed. You got to lay in it. You built this whole thing up of it's all a show. Let's be boisterous. Let's, hey, we got the swagger. We are that good. Nobody can tell us differently. Live in your bubble, blah, blah, blah. Fight for your brother. I love, I love that mentality. And I love like a good, ah, oh, I love a good shit talker in sports, man. I, I, we got enough of these guys who show up in suits and they're just kind of like, oh, well, I mean, we really respect these guys. They're pretty damn good. We've watched, uh, we've watched tons of film on them. All respect to the coaches, all respect to the players, everybody. And then they go out and like trounce these guys like 56 to 17. I want the guy showing up to the, to the press conference being like, hey, what do you think of these? Oh, we think they're trash, boy. They're trash. They're going to be my trash man at the end of this. I'm going to wake up every morning putting my cans out at the street and there he is, waste man. I was burning him on Saturday. Now I'm burning him again on a Thursday. I need that guy in sports, okay? So Dion plays that and he backs it up because of how good he was and how good he is. And now he's even, you know, orchestrating that into the kids he's got. And I'm loving what we're seeing. He's making this thing a damn concert. 
Oh, we're showing up. Lil Wayne's opening up. He's bringing us all out. He's getting Kawhi Leonard to show up to games, man. Kawhi Leonard doesn't even show up to his game. You got you got stuff like, man, how fun was it listening to Mark Jones during that broadcast, huh? This guy was hitting us with the dad jokes left and right. They interview Offset at one point. I don't know if anybody saw this. They interview Offset on the sideline, who immediately adopted Colorado, which was crazy because they got like a turnover, and he goes, yeah, we, we got that turnover. I was like, oh, didn't even know. Didn't even know you were a Colorado fan until right now. So that was wild. But, yeah, so they go ahead and do all this. And then they there was, like, offsetting penalties. So, you know, the ref's like, offsetting penalties. Mark Jones immediately goes, oh, how crazy is that? We got offsetting penalties and offsets on the sideline. <laughs> you could just hear it. It was just like, son, this is dad overload. But even with all this being said, look, I'm going to give Dion a lot of credit here. Dion is exactly who you thought he was. He is a business and marketing dream. This guy comes into a, a team that has basically been a doormat in Pac-12. You invest heavily in this man. And you've almost seen immediate, if not plus, percentage ROI. This guy has pumped, pumped everything in the media circuit. You are the focus of everything. ESPN can't shut the hell up about you. You're on every single one of the broadcasts. You're on game day. You're on their Instagram feed. You're out here, like, even, you know, anybody who attaches their name to Dion at this point, like, let's talk about blenders. They had a, what was the number again, Jer? 1.5 million in sales last week? Yeah. Just Within because like he's... three days. <laughs> yeah, just because he sat there and he goes, oh, he made it personal. Flip side of the coin, kind of like what you're talking about, though. He made it more personal because he was making this whole show of it. And they got caught up in that. So that's where I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. When you get caught up in that circus, you forget you have to play a game. And we saw what happened with Colorado State. And that is where I, I, I wanted to win against Colorado State because this has been so much fun. But now I think the balloon starts to deflate. Bo Nix and that Oregon team with Dan Lanning. Outside of Texas Tech, which again I think was their week three and week two, that was your sleepy little walkthrough. You got woke the hell up. Hey, let's not sleepwalk through these because we got a legitimate chance at a playoff. We got a legitimate chance at a Pac-12 title. We can't have these anymore. Bo Nix has been looking good. We got to give it to him. Oregon is a much more talented, way better team. And it's in Autzen, which I don't know if any of you know. Playing a game in Autzen sounds a lot like this. Vastly different than Lil Wayne. <laughs> it's wild and crazy up there, okay? These people, this is a state coming from you where Portland was like, hey, heroin's okay. We're okay with that. <laughs> That's the same state, okay? By the way, just in case you didn't know. You don't think these people are wild and crazy? They're known for being weird. They change uniforms like people change shoes. They're ready for this. And this is where I think the balloon starts to deflate. Now, hey, Colorado comes ready for this. Woo! That's impressive, son. Didn't have that on my bingo card. But uh, because I'm going to give Dion that you're getting the best out of your dudes until you don't, I got Oregon at nine and a half. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think like we kind of already touched on it, but yeah, they, I mean, they, they show up to a tune up game last week and decided to throw fire on it for whatever reason. And like, 
if they lost that game and they almost did, they probably should have. I think you know they they make a they 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 earned it. They they drove the ball ninety eight yards at the end of the game to kind of tie it up and go into overtime. And you know we know how that game ends, but that game should not have been a game. If we're going to be honest, like it, it, they were favored by like twenty points, and shockingly they they go into the season underdogs 20 points against TCU actually win that game. And then they're favored by 20 points, two points later or two weeks later and end up almost losing that game. That, that's like a crazy swing, but um, I, I am confident in one thing with Colorado and, and I've said a lot of things about Colorado, but their defense is not good. They're not good. They haven't like, they haven't played anyone really all that good on offense. TCU is one exception. Um, obviously they exposed TCU's defense there, but uh, ended up winning the game, but they still let up like what forty five points. Um, don't let up a lot of points against Nebraska. That Nebraska team is terrible, and you know I think Oregon. I think Oregon's going to easily score forty eight points here. Like just, I think that's a good number for them. They're, they're already on pace with every other team they played on that, and I think they're going to score forty eight here because I don't think Colorado's defense is any better than the teams they've already played. Uh, and I mean, they scored like eighty points or seventy something points, seventy seven against uh, the first team they played this year. I, mean, so. I would have to agree, but at the same time, like they only scored like thirty on Texas Tech. Oh, yeah, but I think Texas Tech actually is pretty talented, so I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna give them that much. I mean, we were a little shocked there, but I, if you look at Texas Tech, their defense is pretty good. I'd look at that. So I I think their defense is not good. So we'll just stop. We'll just stay there. And then I think I think Colorado is starting to see that their offensive line is getting exposed. I don't know if they've had any injuries, and maybe that's why, but it's starting to get to a point where Shador is like, he can't play because he's just having to scramble and run, and he really can't sit in the pocket that much longer. And you take Travis Hunter out of the equation, and as much as, you know, I have feelings about that. Uh, I, I'm not glad that he's hurt, but, you know, I think he is a huge player on both sides of the ball, and your their, your defense is clearly going to take a step back because of that. And then also I think your offense – I mean, there was a few times in that TCU game where they literally just threw it up to him, and he – I mean, he won them that game, if we're going to be honest. Like, and, and you take him off the field against a, a better, more talented team, that's a, that's, that's a problem. So – um, I'm, I'm not going to rehash all that. I, you already know how I feel about the decisions that made they made that led up to that. But right. um, yeah, I, I, I think Oregon favored by 20 is is a is a good number here because I I do Ooh. think I do 20. think I was going to go higher, and I, I do think that Colorado they haven't shown that they're going to lay down yet, and so I think getting a backdoor cover towards the end of the game, even if they're out of kind of out of the game. Um, I don't know, know, man. I feel like you're blinded by some hatred here. Okay, we'll see. Uh, Sam, where are we at? Yeah, Sam, come on. Give me your take, boy. Um, I got Oregon up by 17. Woo! I think they're the, the? the stronger team here. Um, you know, they like to score a lot of points. I think Colorado, again, has some weaknesses. Uh, I think they'll make it a fun game. They're going to, they're, you know, last week was, was a lot of fun uh, versus Colorado State, but yeah. I think Oregon's going to take this one. Okay. All right, so let's call it, what, 14 and a half? Yeah, yeah, That's, 14 That and seems half. fair. Okay. All right, what, 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 what's Vegas got for us, baby? So, interestingly enough, uh, we're all we're all on Colorado's side of this. They're they're favored by 21 points against Colorado this weekend. Mm. Thanks to you, sir, sir. 
Well, let's give credit where credit is due. You pretty, you pretty on point with that. Yeah. The, you the know, only, I'm, the only I'm bounce, out here trying to the give. Only, yeah, the only ahead. bad part about this is I'm gonna have to sit here and root for Dion <laughs> in this game. But we'll see. I, I, I mean, I think our numbers play yeah, out. You think, you think it's gonna be a lot more? No, but we're taking Colorado because they're give, they're getting 21 points. They they can lose by three scores and still cover. So I mean, no, we're gonna. No, you, know, no, you know what? You know what? We're gonna take Oregon. No, we're not. We're gonna take Oregon. I'm look. I'm I'm done talking you down off your ledges here. We're I taking Oregon. No, I'm not taking Oregon. What? No, stick to your guns, son. My guns were minus 20. They're favored by 21. I'm on the other side of. Oh, that, what, what's one point? What's one point? Come on. You, we point. can do this. We can do this. Three touchdowns. They don't have Travis Hunter. Come on, boy. Talk, talk yourself into it. No, now here we go. One. Now you're the one being emotional again. No, we're 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 sticking to the numbers. But I'm I'm coming back to this. I'm coming back to this next week. If they win by four touchdowns, I'm coming right back to this. All right, and I'm going to point directly to you. You said they should be favored by six. Get I, a, no, get out I said of nine and a half. Okay, okay, nine and a half. What? Either way. <laughs> and that was that was just in the off chance because hey, I'm telling you, I'm playing some of these a little conservative style just because I'm afraid I'm gonna look. St- Stupid, like I did against K State. K State really made me eat it, man. That was that was tough. That was tough to sit there. I sat there and said the only way these boys are winning is K State shows up drunk. I can't be I can't be caught on the airways looking like that dumb. Come on, come on now. All right, man. You you lost the logic and reason on me. I'm, I'm dialing it back. We're, we're we're going with Colorado. All right, we'll catch Colorado. Here we go. Prime time. Here we are. And to kick us off. We got ourselves Arkansas at number 12, LSU. Arkansas, you know what? Here's what you guys deserve. Ooh, big. I mean, damn. Them things are thinging. They were thinging. Loose as a goose, free the nipple. That's the way of the Sam Pittman lifestyle. And you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong, wrong, wrong. I already apologized, but I was wrong for to think that you guys could hang with the endurance of our dear neighborhood door-knocking elders. These guys, they, they came in here. Hello, my name is Elder Kick Your Ass. I mean, what in the f*** was that? You let them, these guys, again, I'm alluding to it. They asked BYU players this past week, hey, where's Arkansas? And they went, uh, I, I don't know, I think it's North Dakota. Are you kidding me? These guys believe in lizards and their own planets and stuff, and they can never tell you where Arkansas is. Unreal. And they've never been to the Ozarks. They've never even seen the show. Don't believe it from my own eyes. But yeah, meanwhile, LSU, holy crap, there it is. That's what we were waiting for. And you know what? Again, this is where I think Jarrett's talked me off the ledge. But I think LSU shook off that confidence crap that they got against FSU. This is the team that they they are. This is the team they're supposed to be, and they they got shut the hell up week one, and they got they got humbled. They ate humble pie, and they came right back to it, and they said, "Okay, get back to the basics. This is what we are." And damn it, were we not correct that they were going to blow Mississippi State out of the freaking water? It was nuts. They got their swagger back, and if you didn't know, this game is over in the Death Valley, which means. This ain't gonna be bumping, baby! Let's go! Battle for the boot! I got LSU at 17 and a half! 
I like it. I like it. So this game was 10 to 13 last year. LSU won, but it completely, completely shut down Daniels. Arkansas did. I don't know what to do with that because does that mean they just know what to do against him or is it Daniels doesn't know how to play against this defense or they give him special looks or, or what? Or is it just, it was just an off night and, you know, Daniels is coming off obviously like almost a perfect game. We already covered it earlier uh, in the pod. I think, you know, Arkansas, I think they could score 24 here. I, I think they could. Um, but I think LSU at home after a big win. I, wait, I, wait, wait. Arkansas scoring 24? I think they could score 24. Ooh. Could score. Um, them, things, them things got you mesmerized, son. Yeah, yeah. But on the on the flip side, I think LSU, I, I think at home after a big win, I think they're going to be excited to make a statement because, you know, coming off that win, coming home and saying, like, you know what, we are who we thought we were. We just had a slip up. The, the, looking around the SEC uh, West, you're like, this thing's wide open. Like, we're, I don't, I'm not afraid of anyone at this point. So let's just, no. let's just come out and prove what we are and just start knocking down these SEC wins and see where we're at. So I think they've kind of, maybe that FSU game almost like, it's set them right. That's going to set them right and get them some points. I mean, gosh, don't prove me wrong, Brian, here, but I, I think I think they're going to be scoring 50 points easily. Uh, and so that that puts me at like a 24, 26 point favorite. And I don't, I don't think, I think Jaden, I think he's, I think he's over it, but dude, don't have a stinker. Like, don't, don't do what I thought you were here. I talked you down all, all off season. Give me, give me, give me the, the, the good side of it. So, um, I, I, I do think they're going to score. I think that they're ready to put on a show for their, their fans at home and, and kind of prove to, to, to them what they are. So, um, it's going to be a fun homecoming for them week four. Uh, just, Absolutely whooping Arkansas in prime time under the lights. Uh, Twenty four points. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. We're all we're all kind of in the same neighborhood. And now I kick it out to our arbitrator. Same. Are you with us or are you against us? I am with you. I got LSU five and a half point favorites here. Five and a half. Oh, now you're gonna have to yeah. talk to me, buddy. What do you what do you see over there? What's going on with Arkansas? You're close to Jerry Jones, so obviously you you must keep in the Jerry Jones circles. You, they must have some Arkansas dudes out there in Austin. What what, what are you hearing? What, what boots on the ground out in Texas? What you got? <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna lie. This is just a shot in the dark here. So okay, uh, okay, it's fair. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Man of the people. At least he's honest. He understands. Hey, sometimes you just gotta. We gotta. We gotta be blind to the line. All right, well, Jer, so, I think we so can we just do we just throw his number out? There? <laughs> I don't know. No, we just I I mean mm, it we, brings the average back down because I would have said twenty. This is probably closer to my number now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're gonna say twenty-one between the two of us. I, I'll give him a point because he 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 was down, but but like. I'm not. I'm not giving that much weight to to that. <laughs> that okay, logic so reasoning. We'll call it. We'll call it twenty. Twenty and a half. Twenty. Twenty and a half. So LSU's favored by seventeen and a half. I think we're taking LSU. <laughs> what was that number again? Seventeen and a half. Let's go! Finger on the pulse, LSU. I took your soul, and now I know you all too well. You are inside of me now. All right. All right. We are going to move on to the game of the week. 
This is College Game Day, and it is at no place better but the booming Fighting Irish. This is the game of the weekend, okay? So, someone's walking away from this being an absolute major playoff contender. I mean, hell yeah! Finally, that's what I want. I want people to win and lose. I want to see the divide, the parody. We got Sam Hartman and Marvin Harrison, Marcus Freeman and Ryan Day, the man who dyes his own beard, and a guy who is beautiful, beautiful ebony man. This will finally show us, is Ohio State and Notre Dame for real? Someone is a fraud. Someone might lose this and catch catch just a horrendous loss. Or, or we get a great game. I'm rooting for the good game. But, again, let's be honest, guys. This is uh, this here is at Notre Dame. It's in South Bend. I would think Ohio State is favored being the more highly ranked team. But you know what? I got Notre Dame. <laughs> That's right, baby. We got ourselves an upset alert. It's the fighting handsome Hartmans. They're coming in for your souls, Ohio State. The fighting Irish are coming back. It's time to get drunk off Guinness again. Let's go, baby. Notre Dame, four and a half. I like it. Yeah, we were, we were down on Ohio State going into the season. I think we had their, their under for the season total. Uh, they're ranked sixth going into this game. Notre Dame's nine. Preseason rankings, I still think they're kind of at this point irrelevant until we start getting into some of these games. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, but, yeah, last year Notre Dame – uh, lost 10 to 21 uh, in Columbus. Uh, they were favored by 17 and a half, though. So Notre Dame covered there pretty comfortably. Um, I, this year is different, though. You got a different quarterback. I think Sam's a little bit better than, uh, clearly better than what you had last year <laughs> with Buckner. Uh, but let's find out what he is here. Like, let's see against some like top level talent. What's he going to look like against against this team with this offense? Um, I, I think the real battle here is between the Notre Dame offense and the Ohio State defense. So, you know, right now, scoring-wise, they're ranked uh, 12th nationally, Notre Dame is, um, and, and, and Ohio State's ranked second nationally defensively through those first three games. Obviously, Ohio State hasn't played as much talent, but Notre Dame with the teams they've played that aren't just complete gimmies, um, being 12th on offense nationally and scoring is, is pretty solid, um, given that most teams are playing exclusively cupcakes so far. Uh, Notre Dame is extremely balanced on offense. Um, obviously, we've already talked about Sam Hartman. They haven't really asked him to do too much, but he's thrown 13 touchdowns, which is is very solid. And then uh, rushing the ball, you know, they're, they're starting running backs running. He has rushed for 521 yards already. That's that's averaging over 120 yards a game. <laughs> that's uh, over like 126 yards a game. That is a lot. That's that's doing a lot of a lot of legwork, uh, especially against teams that run the ball a lot and, and kind of eat clock. So obviously Navy first game of the season. Um, Notre Dame's offense is rocking right now. I I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what it's going to look like. So I think they're going to score 35 though. If I had to put a number on it, it's a little less than what they scored so far, but I don't see a lot with Well, Ohio State's defense is vastly better than any team that they've ever played. Yeah, and so we're going to see, but I I, I think 35 is still in play because I think that being balanced I think 28 to 35 is fair. Yeah. I think 
the balance is, is important. Here's where the difference is. And so on the other side of the ball, Notre Dame's defense and Ohio State's offense. So Notre Dame's defense is 11th right now in the country, doing really well, doing really well um, nationally. Um, considering, like I said, they're not only playing cupcakes, they've had a few legitimate teams to play, obviously North Carolina, Navy. Um, Ohio State hasn't played anyone, and they have a 52nd uh, scoring offense nationally. 73rd, sorry, scoring offense nationally and, and 52nd and when you consider passing and rushing yards total. So they're not as efficient uh, scoring, but um, that's not good when you're not playing great teams. So I don't know if it's like oh, what we just kind of like cakewalked through these teams and didn't really try and lay it on them, but that's not typically what Ohio State's tried to do in the past. They're usually – you look up every weekend and Ohio State has like 75 to 12, 70 – you know, some ridiculous score. They've, they've struggled with teams. McCord a little bit here. Like yeah. McCord's fine on his feet now, yeah. which is why I would say that I had this game probably at like 31-28 or 35-28, which is why I'm hovering between three and seven, so it's called four and a half. Yeah. But so, like I still think Notre Dame comes out on top. Yeah. To me, they're the more well-rounded team. Yeah, so I'm more sure of themselves. When you sit down and look at it all, like I, you know, like when I was going into it, I was like, you know what, Ohio State's probably going to be favored by like, like you know, a few points here, just name brand and kind of what they have on their roster and that sort of thing. But then when you actually like get into the numbers and start thinking about like competitors and and how they're scoring and what that looks like, I'm giving Notre Dame ten, man. I think Notre Dame's going to be favored by. They should be favored by ten, which I know is crazy. I'm aware of that, but. I, I genuinely am, am confident in that going forward. Oh, okay. Well, all right. We've got 10. We've got four and a half. I think we all know where I'm going to next. Mr. O'Kane, what do you have for us with the Fighting Irish? Fellas, I'm going to ride with my uh, my boy Shane Gillis here. I'm going Notre Dame by a touchdown. Ooh. This is good. Okay, so we got four and a half, seven, and ten. So that puts us around seven. That puts us at seven with uh, with Mr. O'Kane. Yeah, that puts us okay. So Vegas actually has Ohio State favor here by three and a half points. Oh, um, slam Notre Dame! Yeah. Slam it! Yeah, if you're right now, I'm not. I, there's very few teams in the country that I would be giving points to, uh, going in or, or giving points away going into play at. In South Bend, not happening. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough look right Which, now. So it feels like a trap. It does. I will say that it feels like a trap. But I'm 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 sticking to it, man. This is one of those like it feels like a trap, but we're riding with it. Okay. All right. Well, I love it. Yeah. Let's sign me up to take Notre Dame. I am a believer. The fighting handsome Hartman's. If he's at the helm, nothing can go wrong. I love it. And love they it. can they can lose by a field goal and we'll still cover. So we're exactly. Good. I'm per I'm perfectly okay with that. Okay, so we're going to move over into, (laughs) yes, yes, okay, here we go, baby. This is one of my all-time favorite topics. All right, we got number 24, Iowa, heading into... Number 7, Penn State. Now, we said that this could be something to look out for at the beginning of the year. Maybe just because of Iowa's defense. Just because of that. That was it. Nothing else. But for all my sickos out there who are part of the sickos committee, well, 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 Mr. Brian Ferentz, are you scoring 
on offense now? Brother put up 41 points last weekend. What? What are we doing? What is this? If you guys have never seen The Price is Right, they've got that. You remember that little, the yodeler, the alpiner, the Swiss alpiner? <laughs> where you had to, like, guess yeah. like what the price would be? So, again, out for, for those of you who are, are, are just absolute junkies like us, the, the sickos committee, as we are referred to, you can check us out on Twitter. It is a cult following. We love this crap. Nate, I'm talking to you, brother. I know, I know you're a part of that sickos committee, brother. So... Sickos Committee has actually put out a tracker for Mr. Brian Ferentz for the, the entire year that follows that Swiss Alpiner. And every weekend, they post it. And would you believe it? Our man is at 85 total points. He is ahead of the average. woo Brian! Brian! Look at you go, brother! Hey, I uh, I gotta say, I really thought this was gonna be Penn State blowing Iowa out of the water. I really did. But, boy, Penn State was fighting for their lives there for a little bit against Illinois. Now, eventually, their defense stepped the hell up. Illinois became exactly who we thought they were. Well, exactly who Jaron thought they were. Let me give credit where credit is due. Luke Altmyer, you suck. And, uh... You know what? I don't know. Does uh does Iowa have a shot at an upset here? Let me answer that for you. No, you don't. Go ahead and just pack it up. Move on back to those cornfields. Get your sad ass out of Happy Valley. We don't have that here. No, sir. Not out here in the State College. This is James Franklin country, baby. This is Nittany Lion country, baby. You better pack it up. You don't know about that whiteout. No, all you know about is sick kids and black and yellow and tipping cows. Getting getting drunk off your, your granddaddy's moonshine. Get the hell out of State College, you piece of dirt. I got Penn State at ten and a half. Yeah, I, I, Iowa's overrated. They're only ranked 23rd or 25th. Uh, 24th, sorry. Sorry. We can split the difference. Overrated. Shouldn't be ranked. Love it. Clemson, overrated. Clemson should be ranked over you. This Love it! Their, their only win this year was against was 20-13 to 13 against that terrible Iowa State team. <laughs> and boy, are we going to talk about Iowa State! I'm not yet. We'll get there. But I... I that shouldn't get you right. That, just that only winning by seven and scoring twenty against that team. Ugh! Just get out of here. The, you shouldn't be ranked, and they're about to not be ranked because they're about to get their doors blown off. I I, I think they're going to get their doors blown off so hard that the that there might be not not enough Ooh, players blowing be, doors off. There might be a few less players on the field. It's like for, Jimbo's ranch for the kids to wave to next week. These they're they're, they're going to be in some pain here. Um, yeah, Penn State at home, I think they're going to show up. We feel very confident in Penn State. My concern is Vegas is going to be kind of like people are starting to catch on the Penn State wave that we were on top of at the beginning of the year. Yeah, they're um, going to start. They're going to start. But I do think that Illinois them. game was like kind of one of those like, eh, maybe there's some chinks in the armor. Like maybe there's something there. So maybe we're going to get some value here this week. We'll see in a second. But 
I'm going to say I I was not scoring more than ten points. Maybe seventeen with like a backdoor cover at the end of the game. Well, I think we're, I think the that mostly this comes down to Iowa's defense. I would really see this being like Iowa scores probably thirteen. You know, they get close enough to get some field goals in there. Yeah, but so, like twenty four yeah, seems right for me for with Penn State. Yeah, uh, Penn State ranked seventh. I think they've kind of people have woken up a little bit, moving them up, but. They're, they're going to kill them. They're going to score 40 to 50 points. It's going to be 23 points whoa, uh, whoa. is what I'm giving them. Yeah, this is their this is their statement, and then it's going to be everyone's awake with Penn State. Okay, all right. Samuel, how do you feel? Yeah, I like, uh, I like Penn State here by a lot. I'm going uh, 21 over Iowa. Woo! <laughs> this man... <laughs> I love when he comes out with these numbers. You know, I don't even know what to expect anymore from him. It's either going to be like something way out in the woods. He's going to be like right there in the same neck of the neighborhood as us. Okay. All right. Well, Jer, settle it for us. What do we have, man? All right. So what, what number are we coming to here? You were 13. We were both 20, 23-ish. Uh, we're up to, what, like 17 and a half? Yeah, roughly. All right. So we're at 17 and a half. Penn State's favored by 14 and a half at home. Mmm. I think we're taking it, man. Yeah, I would take that. And I would take that. And I'm not, I'm not comfortable giving that many points away to an Iowa defense. But man, that offense is gonna not move. They're not going anywhere. With well, ball. but that's my thing. Is like every time that we've been like nail biting this thing with Penn State, their defense steps up in a way that it gets covered. In fact, actually, I'm pretty sure that they've covered most games that we've picked them in. Yeah. I am a little nervous because we're we're only getting a little bit of value here with three points. I think people are starting to wake up to them, but I still think we have enough value there to go with it. I was hoping this would be like a ten point game, but right. yeah, people are <laughs> people are waking up, and it's we're probably not going to be on the Penn State train much longer. Because yeah, we're going to have to ditch them at some point. We're yeah, you can't, we can't give away too many points here. All right, well here we go. We're going to move into the next one. Gosh, we got a lot of primetime games. I I'm, my finger's going to hurt. From flipping the channel so much, but this one I might, I might leave out. I'm definitely leaving out the last one. I'll tell you that much. We got number seventeen UNC at Pittsburgh. Holy Jesus, Pittsburgh! What? What are we doing? I don't even. You you've left me speechless. I thought you were a dark horse. You're starting to look like the darkness that comes out of a horse. Two weeks in a row. Yikes and bikes. Narduzzi, what are we doing, bro? You guys showed up at the backyard brawl and put six points on the board. Six. This is right after fumbling the game to Cincinnati. At home. I'm pretty sure that game is at home. And now you're going to catch Drake May at home. And Drake May don't play. Blood is in the water. And he's ready to feast. You know what? I originally had this at 14 and a half thinking like maybe Narduzzi will wake these boys up. Nah, screw all that crap. I got 18 and a half to UNC. Ooh. That's some points right there, man. Um... Yeah, I, uh, my question is like, is this going to be one of those Mac Brown specials? I know you called for it last week, but it wasn't wasn't that. 
I think North Carolina is obviously above average on offense, but I don't think they're special. Uh, haven't proven that to me yet. Uh, their defense is probably around average, maybe uh, maybe a little below average. We'll see. I don't really know what that South Carolina team is yet. Um, we saw that they played better last week, but they still only scored 14 points, so I don't really know what to do with that. Um, Pitt, obviously, scoring six points is a problem. That makes me very uncomfortable with this. Um, That's ideally where I'm at right here. Like, I will this isn't say, so much like I'm yeah. like super high on UNC. It's, it's Pitt being so dastardly awful. Yeah, and the question is, does Pitt just like, are they like on quit watch here? I, I, yeah, what's I going on? I don't, this could go one way or the other. I'm not sure. My, my numbers are saying somewhere should be 17 to 30, 13 points, but I, I think uh, I've got this feeling that Mac, Mac Brown's defer is Mac Brown special. I don't, don't know. I don't know if they're going to lose this one, but it's going to get tight. And I think, I, I think six points is, is where I think they should be favored. Six. Six. What the? F- what is happening? This is the first time I'm leaving my algorithm. I'm, what are you? I'm, yeah. What are you doing? I thought I thought we were going to be the Tar Heel boys. I'm leaving. The, I'm leaving the algorithm. I think Mac Brown's do one. He was. He obviously had the Apple Watch. Stay, he's do another one. I'm, I'm feeling it. I thought it was last week, man. I thought the Greek rifle was going to do me some solid. Yeah. So you had 18. I had six. Sam, what, what do we have? What do you got, Sam? My boy. I'm going to take uh, North Carolina 13. Oh. This game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. What do we want to call that? Eleven. All right. So yeah, even with eleven. So even with my like my 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 weird feels with uh, Mac Brown taking me down to six. Uh, they're they're only favored by seven and a half here. So I think we're I think we're riding with them. Yeah. Oh, son. You know what? I think you de- I think you deserve one there. Way to go. Man, you're you're super in tune right now. You you got it. I'm lost. I'm lost in the sauce. He's on the pulse. He is. He's, he is a finger on the pulse. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Well, we're okay. right with North Carolina here. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know where I live at all. I don't understand these people yet. I'm not a part of them yet. I gotta ingrain ingrain myself in the culture. Once I finally have my boots on the ground, then we'll start calling me. All right, so next game. Here's the game that mm, the only thing that's really going to be fun to watch about this is if we're dead on right. I got number five, USC, going to Tempe, Arizona, at Arizona State. And let's go ahead and be real. USC is about to catch a murder charge out here, okay? I don't think this is a question of can USC win. It's more of by how much. And I'm just going to go ahead and get this outrageous line started. V is not for victory. V is for very guilty of this murder that's going to take place on Saturday. I have USC at 35. Okay. Yeah, last year this game was 42-25. to Um, Trojans just rolled. And that was was with a decidedly better... Arizona State team, in my mind. Yeah, and USC hasn't played anyone, but they were obviously good on offense last year. They're scoring 60 points a game again. Um, you know, Kenny, eh, Kenny Dillingham, not not looking so great. They scored zero points against Fresno State last week and only yeah, 15, that was, that was yeah, tough. 15 the week before. Uh, yeah, not looking good. Um, so I, I, I don't know how they're going to score. I, I think USC can just kind of let them score towards the end of the game and just see how it goes, but... Um, I can see him scheming up something and getting getting some offense going, but you can't you can't go back to back, not scoring points like that. That's just 
they're going to get the ball moving. So I think 60 to 17, I think 17 is on the high end of what, what Arizona State could do here, unless they just like USC just basically goes home in the second half on defense. But Which is very possible. I mean, their defense isn't great, but what I'm saying here is, I are is their defense going to be able to stop USC? Yeah. So I six, mean, Christ, they couldn't even stop Fresno State. Sixty to seventeen doesn't sound crazy. So I'm I'm saying I'm saying give give forty three points here. Forty three? Oh my lord! Hey, it's just Woo! don't blame me. It's the algorithm. Samuel. How do we feel about talk the some Trojans? Sense into this man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like you just said, I mean they they just. Put up zero against Fresno State. Uh, zero. This is modern college football. Yeah, they yeah that's for a and it wasn't against Iowa or tough. Bama or, or, Fresno or Georgia. State. <laughs> <laughs> Them whack uh, boys. I got the uh, yeah. So I got the Trojans by twenty eight. Okay, twenty eight, thirty five, forty two. We're all we're all hanging around it. What we would call it thirty thirty four. 33 gentlemen we're we're uh, we're dialed collectively it's 33 and a half oh, ho, 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 ho. let's go oh i'm taking that i'm taking that i i will be intrigued to know where that game stands because that that is going to be crazy to witness all right, so that's our first uh, first no take, and it's going to be our only no take because the cheeks game of the week can't be a no take. But uh, this is the first time we only had one no take all season, so uh, mm. we got a lot of games here. And honestly, I'm glad I don't have to watch this one. Ten thirty, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be tough. And all I'm saying is, if they win by forty three. I'm coming in hot next week. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, as you guys know, it is that time. Jared's already alluded to it. Brought to you by our sponsor, Dude Wipes. It is that time again. Ooh, baby. It's that time again, and this week it's even more special than the last. Because we're going to go out to the Tornado Valley. Where what's swirling around isn't twisters, but two ham hocks and a pair of gym leggings. My lord, this type of bricked up cheeks... That make you question, should you be wearing that out in public? Should you even be in the gym in those? Look at all that back there. We got Iowa State, Oklahoma State, premium cut, USDA approved, Cheeks Game of the Week. Yeah, so Cheeks Game of the Week. We're going out to Big 12 country. And man, have I been waiting and hanging on to this take right here. This game looks like absolute hot garbage. Oh, boy. I didn't think it could get any worse than the Virginia teams. But here comes Iowa State and Oklahoma State. I mean, Matt Campbell, damn it, son, you had me fooled. You had me fooled buying into that America's sweetheart crap. But then you came out after game one throwing up hella numbers behind the eight ball. I thought, oh, here he is. This is where he flourishes. This is where he he thrives. This is the Matt Campbell we all know and love. You go out and drop stinker after stinker. And not only that, did you guys see this? He's out in Ohio losing to Ohio. Let me repeat. Ohio Mac country. 
And he's dropping like three points. <laughs> three. I did not misspeak. It wasn't like, hey, Boone, do you mean to say 13? And you just, nope. Three. Oh my gosh, was the game terrible? And not only that, walking off the field, this guy has no decorum. He has no calm. He's just unhinged. Some fan decided to be like, hey, hey, Matt Campbell, you're on the hot seat. Said it just like that. Wasn't even like a yell or nothing. Was just, hey, Matt Campbell, you're on the hot seat. Passed him walking by, probably eight feet in front of him. Matt Campbell pulled the, hold me back! Hold me back! I'm going to fight this man! Brother, need I remind you, you just dropped three points against Ohio. I think this guy's got every right to say you're on the hot seat. I mean, damn. Meanwhile, Mike Gundy, boy, are the days long gone of being a man and being 40. When everybody was loving you for being a player's coach, you guys are down horrendous. Horrendous. They just lost to South Alabama and not by a touchdown or two touchdowns or three touchdowns. They lost by 26. The Lord, 26 at home to South Alabama. What are we doing? I, 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 he's lost the fan base at this point. I'm sure they're all calling for his head. Spencer Sanders is no longer there. His son's playing on the damn team. This team looks like the headless chicken running around. But wait. What's this? A gift from the football gods. Is this? I can't believe it. A Matt Campbell coach team? Rolling into town? Oh. Don't know what prayers you threw up this week, Mike, but uh, you might get a good chance to turn this ship right around almost immediately. It is at home. I don't know what the hell to think of Oklahoma State, but I'm going to go ahead and give this 7.5 to Oklahoma State. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, you know, these two teams are, are down bad. I think between the two of them, I think you know Mike Gundy's getting on his OAN network and I think he's going to grab Matt Campbell, and they're just going to go highway to hell together here. I mean, if you look one-way at the one-way ticket, <laughs> it's clearly a one-way ticket right now because you look at the last five games they played. So starting back in 2018, final score 48-42, Iowa State won that one. Next year, 27-34, Oklahoma State won that one. Next year, 21-24, Oklahoma State won that one. You see a trend here yet? You see a trend? Mm. Next year, 24-21, and then. To wrap it up, this last year, fourteen to twenty, Oklahoma State won that one. It is going down. Just offense is just not there anymore for teams that that you know had had offense previously. Uh, it's hard to win football games without offense unless you have a really good defense, and neither of these teams do. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, we're definitely going going in the wrong wrong direction here. So. You know, not long ago, you both were extremely, extremely relevant, and we were featuring you. You know, just with the, with the, you know, as, as the likes like, of the best of them. Yeah, I mean, like Matt Gamble was like one of the like top, hottest names in coaching. Yeah, everyone's like, and he's he like, screwed nah. up. 
He yep. screwed up staying. Yeah, should have taken his paycheck because he's not getting that anymore. So, um, you know, now now they're being featured next to Dude Wipes in the Cheeks Game of the Week. So, mm. <laughs> not looking good. Tough uh, case to catch. So, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I, I alluded to this earlier. I was gonna sanction you, Boone, mm. <laughs> for Iowa State because. You clearly have let your emotions and your your friend Jack uh, kind of le- bleed into your love for Iowa State, but it sounds like you've self-sanctioned yourself because I have. because there's no way that Oklahoma State should be favored here. There's just no way. Um, what? I, I yeah, I think I think it's going to be the other way. But give me give me a low scoring game. I think let's just keep the trend going. Less less points than last year. Last year was fourteen to twenty. Let's just take a touchdown off. It's going to be seventeen to ten. Uh, Iowa State, six-and-a-half-point favorites. See, the only reason I don't think that is because if you look at the two other games that Oklahoma State has played, they have scored. And, like, they I mean, they beat Arizona State. That's not saying much. This is going to be trouble because, oh, man, we're, we're split here. So what would you have for now? Oh, Mr. O'Kane, you're going to come in here. You're going you're gonna to arbitrate for this divorce once again. Ooh, uh, tough one here, uh, but – I'm going Iowa State by oh, man. three. Okay. This is wild. I'm having to do some calculations over here. Yeah, this is like uh, like arbitrating for like the dog that like no one wants. It's like dying. Like in the divorce, it's like it's got to be so many medical bills. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it doesn't even play fetch yeah. anymore. It's just it's like who gets the who gets the dumpster out back. <laughs> Yeah, no, you you take you take Binky. He's he's uh, he's probably a few months removed from his deathbed. All right, so Boone, what, sorry, what was your number again? I I had uh, seven and a half to Oklahoma State. Oh my god, you don't do this to me, man. Yeah, man. All right, so I saw the touchdown. You and I kind of split it. You you and I kind of split it there, basically, and then Sam's at three. So I think well, let's just say one and a half towards Iowa State here. That's where we're at. Because we got to get super spicy here because we have to take a number. That's the problem. Uh, so we're saying one and a half. So anything was we can say that. three to Iowa State. Which I really hate that, but okay. Iowa State's favored by three and a half. Oh my god! <laughs> so I guess get we're right. The, get the hell out of here. We're we're going with we're going with Oklahoma State here because you're 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 uh, you're, you're full point there. Um, yeah, Sam Sam's dialed here. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ride with them there. Dialed in. Oklahoma State, as much as I don't want to. <laughs> mm. I, I think this is the right choice. Trust me, man. I've ta- I, I have, if I'm any indication, oh, actually, maybe we should take Iowa State this week because I've been riding Iowa State, and they've just been letting me down no. worse and worse nope, as the weeks go by. We're, we're, we're giving up. We're off the band. We're on Oklahoma State. It's been okay, so we are sanctioning it. Okay. I'm off. I'm off the Iowa State. Like I'm done with them. So we're taking Oklahoma State. They they can lose by three points, and we can still cover here. So uh, I love that. we we got we got some points there. I'm I'm okay with that. Always, yeah, always it's take in points. Stillwater. It's in Stillwater. I'll always take points in the Chiefs game of the week if you're going to give them to me. So we'll, that's true. You know, so that's a take. All right. Um, let's uh let's, let's run through let's the recap. Wrap it. Yeah. 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 So. Obviously, going through week four here, we got lots of games. It's the biggest slate we've had so far. It's going to be a good week. Um, 
a lot of these games are takes for us. We only had one that was no take, and it was honestly a game no one wanted to watch. So uh, we just had to cover it because I think USC needs to get it in there. So obviously we start FSU Clemson. We talked a lot about them. Um, we're very, very, uh, very close to the program, so we've got a lot going on here. I said ten. Boone, you said two. Uh, Florida State favored. Uh, Sam kind of split us at seven and a half, so we we said seven. Uh, Vegas is uh, saying Florida State's favored by two here, so we're actually going to take Florida State there. Um, Makes me nervous, but I, I the numbers bear out for it. I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, Texas A&M uh, or Auburn at Texas A&M, uh, also a noon game. Uh, as much as I don't like going with Jimbo, I think 13 points was right. Boone, you said four and a half. Uh, Sam actually shocked us here. Went Auburn ten and a half. So that pulled us <laughs> yeah. that pulled us off the number and uh, put us closer down to your number, Boone, in the middle at four and a half. So Auburn's favored by seven and a half. Or, or, sorry, is getting seven and a half points. Texas A&M favored by seven and a half. So we, we took Auburn there, uh, despite how I felt. Um, so we'll, we'll keep eyes on that one. I think maybe that might be one that you guys, you guys might have held me accountable there. That might be good. Uh, UCLA at Utah, another good game. This one's at the 330 slate. Utah seven, uh, was my pick. Uh, Boone, you had three and a half. Utah 13 was Sam's pick. Uh, seven and a half is what uh, we collectively came together, and Utah is only favored by four and a half. So uh, we're we're riding with Utah there. We you know we can we're gonna we only we only need to win by five. So that that'll be good. Uh, Old Miss number fifteen at Alabama number thirteen, which I don't know how they're number thirteen still, but sure. Um, <laughs> we got the two two horse race since uh, the third horse has been turned went to the glue factory. Yeah, you know, taking taking out back old Yeller style. Uh, Bama. <laughs> Damn! Bama, uh, I said Bama six point favorites. Boone said seven and a half. Uh, Sam actually said Ole Miss should be favored here. Uh, so that brought us down to, to, to five point favorites for Bama's side. Um, Ole Miss is getting seven points here, so we're taking them. Uh, so we'll see. I, seven, point, seven points favorites by Bama, but we're going to go with Ole Miss uh, getting seven. Colorado at Oregon. Uh, I said 20, which still didn't get to the 21 that Vegas had. Booney said nine and a half. Sam said seven and a half. So we're, we're below and we're riding with Colorado as much as uh, I'm not going to like it. Uh, but they, they're catching 21 points. So, uh, they can lose by three scores and still cover and we'll be good there. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they rise up to the occasion. Arkansas at 12 LSU. Um, this one's a seven o'clock game on ESPN. Uh, LSU. I said 24-point favorites. Boone said 17. Sam said 5.5. That brought us down a little bit, but we, we basically said, Sam, go somewhere else. We don't care anymore. Uh, so we're riding with, with LSU, LSU here at 17.5. Seven, uh, Sam, we might owe you some apologies next week. We'll, we'll let you know. Uh, Ohio State Ohio State at Notre Dame. Uh, this is a top 10 matchup for us at 7.30 on NBC. Yeah, I'm sure you can stream it on the cock if you want to, uh, but – we're going to see Notre Dame, uh, I said 10.5-point favorites. <laughs> Boone, 4.5 uh, uh, towards Notre Dame. Sam said 7. We're all on Notre Dame's side, and they're actually getting points here, uh, saying Ohio State's favorite. But Lay the wood. Lay the wood on the cock. I like it. Do uh, it. Iowa State, uh, or Iowa at Penn State. Ooh, Iowa State at Penn State would be trouble. Um, Iowa at Penn State. I said they're overrated. 23-point favorites. Uh, they should be. I'm aware that's as high. Boone said 13. Sam said 21. Uh, collectively, we were at 20. Uh, so Penn State's given 14.5, so we're riding with Penn State there. Uh, we got to win by two two more. more well, actually, we got to win by more than two touchdowns, 15 points there to cover. I think we'll do it. North Carolina at Pitt. Uh, that's 8 o'clock on the ACC network. Mm, no one cares. 
watch some tack glasses and some some laser lights or something that you're going to buy to put in your garage on Talk those. Talk diabetes medication. Yeah, great great revenue for you, ACC Network. Um, I said six points towards North Carolina, um, which I thought was low because I kind of said this is going to be a Mac Brown special. Uh, Boone said eighteen and a half. Or 18, uh, Sam said 13, so collectively we were closer to 12. Uh, Vegas had 7.5, so we're riding with North Carolina here uh, as a 7.5-point favorites. Uh, we're going we're gonna to give those points. Uh, USC at Arizona State, uh, I said 43, Boone 35, 28. We actually nailed this collectively together. 33.5, Vegas was 33.5, so I'm actually – that's like – a shocker that we nailed that together. I'm I'm happy with us, and I'm Great really happy. Work, I'm really happy. I don't have to watch this game. I'll just throw the score in. And we'll talk about it next week, and then we'll touch. I, I know USC has some big games coming up, so we'll be excited to touch on them. And uh, last but not least, uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma State for our cheeks game of the week. Somehow we ended up going with Oklahoma State here, but we're gonna ride with it. Three and a half point uh, underdog. So Oklahoma State. Can lose by three, and we, we got it. So uh, that that's our week. I'm excited to see how it goes. Uh, let's keep the winning streak going, uh, and, and uh, we'll see how we how we do. Love it, love it. Yeah, Sam, thank thanks for coming on, man. Love that. It was great having you. Love the picks. Love the added spice. Being a little arbitrator for us, that was good. I love the insight on Jimbo's ranch. I really want to go now. So I'm gonna have to next time I'm out, just slide on down to College Station. See what the the hullabaloo is all about. No, thanks for having me, guys. I I love the pod. Love what you guys are doing. Uh, so it's been fun being a, the first guest on here. I yeah. appreciate it. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Hopefully we'll have you on back in in a, in a few short episodes. But uh, uh, thank you again to everybody who tunes in to listen. Uh, excited for another great week. Again, we're posting this on a, we're doing all this on a Monday. So of course more things to come out during the week. But uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a hell of a weekend. Uh, let's go ahead and let's let's make some money, all right? Love you, boys. Thanks for joining. Catch you again next week.